listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Protection for gangs, kings, clubs, and nations causing grief in human relations. It's a turf war on a global scale. I'd rather hear both sides of the tale. See, it's not about races, just face places and faces. Where your blood comes from is where your space is. I've seen the bright get duller. I'm not going to spend my whole life being a color. I'm not going to spend my life being a color. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. And uh what's up internet? We have uh half of one of our favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh you guys might know uh you know Nick Jew has been on the show several times by herself, stunting all on her own. On her own. You know, uh and, and you know, all up on the Jumbotron, but it's been a while <laughs> since we had Reggie on. Um and you know, I said, Let me see if I can get this brother on um to, to come represent for his half of What's the T. Uh it's my man Reggie, aka R to the Edgy. What's up, player? Hey y'all. <laughs> it's so good to talk to you guys. Man, uh every time I hear about you, you're always working, so that's a good thing, especially for an actor, man. How how's thing how are things going right now? Uh, things are going really well. Um, we're, this is the start of the last week of the show that I was been working on since like April. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have a little bit of a vacation and then I'm gonna go to San Francisco to start my next project. But yeah, things are good. How, now, when it wraps up to like the last week, uh huh, and you've been performing this show for, since April. Is everybody kind of getting bored as actors? Are y'all like, you know, pranking each other and stuff at this point? Cause it feels like, you know, you do the same thing every night. Like, are y'all ready to like mix it up? Are you ready to be done? Go to the next thing? Not cause it's bad, but just, you know, you've been doing it so long. No, I mean, I think A, because this is a, a jazz musical, like musically, we're always fucking with shit like every night which is kind of awesome like the band is playing different shit and so we're like okay well i'm gonna sing this different note Mm. um and uh yesterday we had like one of the leads got sick so her understudy had to go on so that was new for everybody so right because it's complete even though the person knows everything but they're a different person she said said it completely different and like her you know inflections were different right all that stuff. So we have enough stuff to keep us on our toes. But mm-hmm. yeah, if we were doing this for probably like three more months, then we probably would start fucking with each other. Oh, okay. I hear you, man. I, yeah, I always wondered how that worked because it's always like this, um, you know, because obviously as an actor, you got to be thankful to be working because so many actors that can't find jobs or. Yeah, seriously. You know, um, but then at the same time, it's like, you know, every day you got to get up there, say that line, do that part. So I always wonder how people mix it up and. Yeah, if, you, if it's a musical, I guess you could mix it up with the songs and uh, yeah. notes and stuff like that. Also, the composer of the musical, and she, like, co-wrote the the, the book or the, the text of the play. She's this older woman, and this has been her, like, pet project for, like, 20 years. So she's come to every show. So wow. it would be kind of hard to, like fuck shit up with mm. the lady sitting in the back who wrote it she would just be like what are they doing to my play <laughs> <laughs> now what is it you said um uh, you have another project coming up in san fran um next is it hard to line up work like you know when you're working on something like this because i know I, I understand like sometimes things get extended or pushed back or whatever like is that is that a difficult tightrope walk? <laughs> yes, it is very difficult. Um, and you know, like 
that's where managers and agents and stuff come in and are super helpful because you're like, um, I need you to make some decisions for me. Where <laughs> I be on this day? And they're like, oh, you can't go here. You can't do that. Like, I've definitely this year have already turned down four things um, mm. because it's like, well, I can't be in two places at once and I, this would overlap with that. And so, yeah, it's kind of hard. And you you find yourself saying no a lot more than you expect to because people always – know that actors hear no all the time mm. but like sometimes we have to say no and it, it really fucking sucks yeah i was gonna say it's gotta be hard to say no when you know there's limited opportunity so it's almost like right. i hope this wasn't the thing <laughs> i know right. i hope i didn't say no to my best last shit <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> like i watch uh kimmy schmidt and um the Gosh. roommate titus when he has the one actor from law and order that he hates because he didn't get the one part and the dude did uh, like like you know and i was like you know does every actor have that person where you're like fuck if i would have got that part or if i would have took that part i would have their career basically yes every every actor has that person, <laughs> person where they're like i'm gonna meet you in an alley and skin you alive <laughs> tomorrow and i'm gonna be really happy what's the most like difficult time you've ever had working with uh or have you ever had a difficult time working like working with a director or odd yeah 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 um and this was this was five years ago um i was doing a like a community theater basically production of rent and the director was like kind of an asshole and um you know, right before the show opens, there's uh, tech, and we call it Hell Week because it's basically everybody knows what that is. Like, it's a week of hell. Like, mm. 10 hour rehearsals every day. Everybody wants to kill each other. Everybody hates the play, but then it opens, and then you're like, oh, it doesn't suck anymore. Mm. So, during this tech week, he was just really stressed. He was really stressed out and was very not generous, like, as a person anyway. Mm -hmm. So he gave me a note and was like, Reggie, the table's in the wrong place. And I was like, oh, where is it supposed to go? Because this is where the mark is. And he was like, ah, I'll just, I'll tell you later. And just like kind of got a little aggressive. And then two days later, he told me, he was like, you know, it really made me really upset the way you challenged my authority like that in front of everybody. It's like, what are you talking about? I just asked you where a table went. He was like, if this was New York, you would have been fired. What? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? A, you're paying me $100 to <laughs> for like 10 weeks. You can have a seat. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> right. Eat a dick, sir. It's a fucking table. Like, <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, he threatened to fire a whole bunch of people. He threatened to fire this one girl because uh, her jacket wasn't buttoned up, buttoned up all the way. Wow. Yeah, he was he was a little crazy. And um I'm just gonna drop this in. He was only this aggressive to the dark skinned people. Mm. Um so I smelled a hint of the schism. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh notice I haven't gotten fired from a job and I've never seen his name directing anything since then, so yeah, you know get it. I feel like if that happened to me uh you know i would have a mission in life that if i ever did make it i have to come back and see him you know what i mean like just pull up in a limo to his house you know almost like that Chappelle skit where where he where he where he got rich and he went visit like his ex-girlfriend who dumped him and laughed at her family in her house and shit like 
you, that's how i would roll because i like i'm so petty and like i have to have my the last say you know absolutely no i haven't seen him direct anything like i don't even think he's working as a director anymore right yeah i would he definitely she shouldn't be he probably pissed the wrong person off i would facebook friend him you know <laughs> oh, t- tag him to all my shows and shit oh man y'all come out uh you know uh, in new york haven't got fired yet anyway Placed <laughs> i was the best thing ever <laughs> um, tag out your wars you won for your new york plays how much is travel part of you know your career at this point and does it like have an effect on like your ability to maintain relationships friendships things of that nature god um <laughs> i feel like i'm on oprah right now i'm about to start crying there's <laughs> <laughs> a huge part of it um i this is the longest that i've spent in new york i like moved in in may but i was gone for a month in june and then i was here in july and august but i was gone for three months and then i'm now i'm here and then i'm leaving again um and then i might have another job in st louis that i might have to leave and go to or a job in cincinnati like there's a lot of balls in the air um so travel is a huge part and i think it's going to always be a big part. Like I, I, even the, the actors that are, you know, big Broadway and film actors still have to work on both coasts uh, or they have the option to like, you obviously say no to whatever you want. Um, it is challenging. Um, I'm very fortunate that my, um, boyfriend is also in the theater business, but isn't an actor. So like he totally gets it and totally understands, but like, the second day after we met, I was like, hey, uh, I really like you, but in six weeks, I'm going to be gone for like three months. Mm. He was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just keeping it real. Okay. All right. I mean, and we worked it out, but right. yeah, it's, it's, it is a challenge. Yeah, like, I can imagine, man. Like, cause, you know, travel is and, already difficult, even if you're single. Like, just yeah. all the, you know, up in the air, like, you know, things and plans and shit going wrong. And then to throw in like another person's happiness on top of that, it's like, you know, it could be a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But, you know, if you have a person who's willing to work at it with you, then it's not impossible. Yeah, that definitely matters too, man. Cause yeah, if you, they have to be, somebody gotta be understanding. You know what I right. mean? Like it can't be two motherfuckers. Like that, that always kills me when I watch a movie and they have somebody that's in a relationship and like, you know, they set up the movie, it'll be like, my job is to fix companies. I travel all around the world. It's a very important job. And then it's like, they'll come home and their wife is like, oh my God, you have to travel again. I'm like, how you think you got this nice house? Right. Like, come on, man. Like, you knew this, you know? So I always, it's, yeah, I always laugh at that kind of shit, you know? It's like, you're 007 and you can't stay home and build a family. It's like, nigga, I'm 007. <laughs> right. I kill people, you know? Um, <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk about the show, okay, guys? This is the Blackout Tips. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Oh wait, and find Reggie on Twitter. He's at R to the Edgy, and it's T H A Edgy, because uh, he's a Negro. I am. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, what's the T is on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you guys, you know, check out what's the T today's podcast. With Blackout Tips, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, five star views. You know, you know what to do. Um, it is sponsored. It is sponsored by Bevel. This episode is brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair, and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game 
and say goodbye to razor bumps okay get your uh bevel uh first uh, month kit by going to getbevel.com use code tbgwt and you get 20 percent off uh getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com do it for your dad okay you got a week make sure he feels appreciated okay his face don't need to be looking like that <laughs> um all right man um i think that's i didn't even check to see if adam and eve was a sponsor today that is my fault um <laughs> oh you good let me go check on that money right now what's today's day oh we're good we good we good all right <laughs> oh my god check on that money one thing i wanted to say is that every time uh i hear uh reggie and nick on i always hear every damn hustling because reggie be like well i was here next week i'll be here next week i'll be around the corner and i'll be playing at your mama's house and where's that other theater i'm like this nigga always working always trying listen the rent is due every month (laughs) yes it is i'm so proud of you i was like a hard-working brother every month god damn it all right we have lots of news okay we have so much news y'all so much news and and i know what everyone came here for uh and we will get to that but i have to talk about other things first because i i honestly can't i can't deal okay i can't either i can't be talking about this woman for two three hours okay i need to talk about some other things then we'll get to her we'll probably make that all the fucking with black people but um here is uh here is uh some other news going around okay guys Zoe Saldana's husband took her last name. Hmm? You got a problem, America? No. Yeah, I don't have a problem either. Uh, I like that. Um, I like that people was like this nigga. Like he fucked it up for everybody else. I don't know why people do that. Like every other man in America that that's getting married to a woman is gonna have to be like, well, they won in in the Zoe Saldana trial. I have to take her name. Oh, Lord. And what about women that opt not to change their names? A lot of doctors and shit do that. They were like, uh-uh, I built my career off this name. It don't mean we ain't married just because I ain't changed my last name. Right. That's dumb. Oh, men are fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, we dumb. Yeah, yeah egos get in the way. It's like, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah, it's so funny because it's their relationship. I don't give a fuck if he came out and was like, in our relationship, she has sex with me. I'll be like, all right, I don't care yeah like be happy yeah are y'all happy cool like um i mean i I don't i don't mind him making a statement about it because basically he was asked about it he was like right uh it's none of your business uh but you know i want to she did she was the one that was like you don't have to do that who Uh, is he is he somebody famous should i do we know him uh marco perigo no yeah Uh, i think um he's uh he used to be used to play a game when kids would be in the pool um but <laughs> but he's not famous for anything other than than taking her last name which honestly you know if you're gonna be famous for something right it, it, for that. It, it makes sense and it's one of those things too where uh he was like uh she is more famous than i so mm-hmm. i am going to get into her family line like if for real if like i had married serena williams i'd be mr serena williams i would what's so funny is there's a tennis like online form and that is absolutely my username <laughs> absolutely mr serena williams no it wouldn't be no shame in my game i introduce myself like that put that shit on business cards like fuck like, it that's what common went by when they were dating 
yeah yeah common probably introduced himself Williams. right uh mr and mrs serena williams hey how y'all doing isn't that common <laughs> <laughs> didn't you used to rap oh it's common williams now <laughs> yeah fuck that man anyway i don't see nothing wrong with that shit i don't know why people it made news but it was more just so people could be like what about my relationship like nigga don't nobody care nobody cares yeah <laughs> marry somebody famous and we'll talk about it right uh snoop Dogg, who was oh no <laughs> who was always about his money he got his mind on his money and his money on his mind he is suing paps uh brewing company uh because the beer maker owes him a portion of his proceeds from selling the company last year uh a breach of contract lawsuit seeks 10 percent of the net sales price paid to paps for its coat 45 malt liquor line which was included in last year's sale to beer entrepreneur Eugene Cashper and an investment firm. Snoop Dogg signed a three-year agreement in 2011 to endorse Coke 45's fruit-flavored beer called Blast. No, no, Snoop, Uncle Snoop. He about that money. The lawsuit states his contract. Five? <laughs> yep, Coke 45. That is the niggerest shit I have ever heard of in my entire life he don't give a fuck it's like like it's one step above schlitz my liquor bull <laughs> <laughs> yes it is <laughs> like he was once oh my god anyway so the lawsuit states his contract receipt called for him to receive a portion of the sale price if pap sold his coke 45 operations before january 2016 his contract also called on the rapper to consult with Colt 45's marketing team at least once a year on how he could integrate Blast by Colt 45 into his concerts, interviews, and social media posts. No. <laughs> now I wonder what else he advertises because his, his social media is actually kind of, his game is kind of garbage. It's a lot of like your uncle, you know, retweeted memes and mm-hmm pictures of p- politically incorrect pictures and shit because yeah, he ain't got no pr team like he, he yeah knows. like his shit is like a dude with down syndrome and then he'll be like don't this look like shat and you're like dude that's no like that's no part of right you're like no oh my god <laughs> right like who is that and this is why your uncle need to stay on facebook to yeah be safe. and he gonna start tweeting that shit and then putting like sponsored by coat 45 i don't ah, know ah, ah. you know like oh iggy azalea is a cunt Coke 45, y'all. Drink it up. Blast. Coke 45. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking that blast by Coke 45. That's why I sent them tweets out. Oh, Lord. Uh, he also received an upfront payment of $250,000 oh, and an additional $20,000 for every 10th mention of the beer on social media, TV, or during the concert. Wow. He should have just made a song called Blast by Colt 45. Nigga, what? You th- see, that's why I'll never be famous, because my black ass would have been up there performing Colt 45, the album. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> First of all, my new single, Blast, <laughs> the chorus is just 10 times of Blast by Colt 45. I know in the middle of the song, I'm like, how many is that? Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'll literally be counting, and we're going to blast one, blast two, blast three. My God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> give me my money uh, uh <laughs> the contrast uh i mean the contract also called for the rapper to receive a royalty on each case of blast by code 45 that was sold damn he getting money on every case yo his contract game is this why he rich yo right because it's one of those things where he's not no dumb and 
you know he might be a a, a fuck uh, nigga on uh, social media but you know he buys the best lawyers yo and he's supposed to get okay so check it he's supposed to get 10 percent, right mm-hmm. paps was reportedly sold for 700 million dollars yes sir all right now they don't they're not saying how much of the coke 45 line of beers was that 700 million but i'm just saying like even if it was like 10 percent, yeah he gets 10 percent of that that's seven million dollars for nothing for for literally nothing one meeting a year and then if you feel like it, you can name drop it 10 times and get 20k shit man i'll show up on letterman like oh for shizzle diesel i'm just sipping on this blast by coke 40 fizzle mm-hmm. yep every day <laughs> that'll be my new catchphrase oh we had a blast by coke 45 mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's contract game tight dog I... smart man make your money uh let's talk about uh, one of our favorite uh well if i'm being honest one of my least favorite sitcoms but everybody that's black understands that it still has a, a place in our hearts good oh. times oh 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 okay yeah i like it's that's the most I, depressing I feel like, shit yeah i feel like sitcom is a stretch we talk about good times depressing con because yeah. that shit was the most <laughs> it yeah. was so god like if people really look at it and 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 for what it really was they always struggle never had nothing the lit, fucking lyrics, keeping right. your head above water making mm-hmm. a wave when you can like what? right they lived right. they lived in the projects got money it was like i'm gonna do the right thing and give it back had a grown-ass son it wouldn't work had, you know it like it was terrible had a, a female neighbor who was a prostitute like you know i don't know what she was but i'm pretty sure she would sleep with bookman you never know what was happening in this joint no i think you made up some fan fiction just now but okay. i did that's uh, my that's my background I, story I, of what was happening storyline i think you watched the porn version of this ain't good times or whatever <laughs> Uh, that dude Mark Times featuring James Dean yeah <laughs> yeah I saw there by the way there is a porn version of Good Times uh, up, no yeah, yeah yeah I watched it um sh- shout out to all my scumbags um Mark Anthony playing Bookman with a pillow in his shirt <laughs> is literally one of the all time blackest things that has ever happened in pornography <laughs> They didn't even spring for like a bodysuit or my god, like makeup or any. They just put a fro on this man and a pillow in his shirt, and then he had sex with with Lona. And I was with like, the pillow. Yeah, he had the pillow in his shirt. It stayed in his shirt to make it seem like he was fat because you know Bookman was fat. Oh, they could have got a real god, fat that's brother. Amazing, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh yeah that one's pretty bad it's not as bad as the cosby one though that one's the worst oh the dude the dude who does a cosby impression is great he's actually not a porn actor he's just a cosby impersonator and he's actually really good but the um the problem with that one is they have a scene where rudy and peter fuck i'm not my my mind is not ready for these things no yeah those 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 are the babies yeah, right. Like the babies can't be fucking. <laughs> the babies can't be fucking, man. I'm sorry. Like, Porn or not. The youngest one I want to see. Like that's it. Yeah. I, not 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 Rudy. They had a um Bob's Burgers porn too. I watched like ten minutes of that, but it was terrible because the kids aren't in it. Was it cartoon? No, it's real live people. 
Oh, dressed oh, up as the people from the thing. That's the, bizarre. Yeah, it was terrible because obviously you can't be fucking. Uh, the kids aren't in it because the kids can't be fucking, and the kids on the show are way too little, right? Yeah. So that was terrible. And then there was another one. Oh, Family Guy has one. And that's also terrible. It's like a really bad episode. Of, it's like the Family Guys that come on now. How they're not that funny. It's, <laughs> it, it was like that, and it it was it was like, and it was just a bunch of like cutaways. Like it was like that time I did so and so. I'm like, are y'all gonna fuck or no? <laughs> so, anyway, John Amos is uh, saying that he got kicked off of Good Times because he didn't agree with the shucking and jiving. I believe that. Oh, okay. Doesn't that kind of make you wonder, though, if John Amos was actually the problem the whole time? Because uh, the, sh- the shucking and jiving was what I came for. Was what I came for. Yeah. Right. Like, J.J., come on, slap the man, say dynamite, do that dance. I'm like, right. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why we all here. Jay's over in the corner just hating. John Amos in the corner just like, this nigga. Right. Like, if you don't want to be a part of pop culture, that's fine for you, <laughs> Mr. Amos. But we all got our jokes off. <laughs> this nigga over here like, I was in Roots. <laughs> like, I'm mad, sir. <laughs> Why are you so angry, man? We came up. Uh, when many people think uh, about the most memorable moments in black television history, the first story to pop in their minds is the Florida Evans reading a letter informing her that her husband James Evans had died. Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the all times. Iconic. Mm hmm. Uh, and of course, there's a scene in the kitchen where she can no longer, uh, play strong in her time of mourning. That damn, damn, damn James is still relevant in today's pop culture and memes. Uh, what many people don't realize is John Amos was just about as shocked as Florida when he learned he was no longer on the show. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Shit. That is like the blackest way to get fired, by the way. They just get rid out, rolled off the show. Yeah, when you don't know, he came in for work. They was like, "No, no, no, you ain't got no scenes today." What do you mean I got no scenes? Your pages aren't ready yet. Just got yeah. in your trailer. I was looking through the script and I noticed that. I bet you that's what happened. <laughs> I noticed that not a lot of parts for James this week. Is he on vacation or something? Yeah, he's he's uh, out of town. Yeah, well, uh, someone's gonna come talk to you about the trailer. So a scuba diving trip. Yeah, back to your trailer, John. Uh, someone's gonna be over it real quick, real quick. Ah! uh so yeah um back then amos was vocal about his issues with the show and it seemed that wrote the show's creator norman Lear the wrong way in an interview with the american archive of television amos discussed why he uh received the boot from the show i felt with the two other younger children one of whom aspired to become a supreme court justice that would be ralph carter or michael and the other bernard uh bernadette stannis her last name stannis i ain't know that uh, he, she is. She aspired to become a surgeon, and the difference is I had with the producers of the show. I felt too much emphasis was being put on JJ and his chicken hat and saying dynamite every third page. That's just as much emphasis and mileage could uh, that just when just as much em- emphasis and mileage could have been given uh, gotten out of the other two children. So I guess he wanted um to talk about Supreme Court justice and. Uh, and being a surgeon so he's kind of wanted to be on some cosby shit i guess a little bit yeah. i guess y'all wouldn't know that level i'm sorry it's the cosby show sound like he just got jealous of jj man yeah and now i have it 
you know from from what i've read like he's mean jj is like mean and don't want you to ask him about dynamite and shit like that now you're like well dog that's that's why everybody know who the fuck you are sir who you are sir you can't you can't do that yeah uh he also states that he wasn't the most diplomatic guy back then and producers got tired of having their lives threatened over jokes oh shocking jake john (laughs) he was trying to kill people over fucking jokes my dude like really say dynamite one more time i dare you i fucking triple dog days slit your fucking throat <laughs> oh, Lord. uh just as florida shockingly received notice that her husband had died so too amos received a call out of the blue when his character was no longer needed amos stated that during the show's hiatus lear called him big john got some good news and some bad news what do you want to hear first hey it's your dime you made the call amos replied it was then that Lear told him he was being picked up. That's, that's rude. I mean, you called me. What the fuck you got to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was then that Lear told him that they were being picked up for another season, which wasn't a surprise to Amos. He says, you want you want the bad news, Lear asked? Sure. How bad can it be? Amos said, uh, you won't be with us, Lear responded. Amos said he was shocked but not surprised since he had already been labeled a disruptive element. When asked by Lear if he wanted to say something, he simply said no and hung up. <laughs> Once Amos left the show, he was definitely a missing element. Personally, even while watching repeats when I was younger, I seem to remember asking myself what happened to James Evans, and eventually I stopped watching altogether. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, though, because he makes it sound like he was surprised, but nigga, if you was trying to kill people on the set... Right, and fighting with folks? Come on, dog. You can't be threatening your co-workers' lives and expect them to keep you on the show. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Sorry that it happened that way, but come on, buddy oh molly molly Cyrus did an interview uh where she got naked for uh paper magazine so if you guys have been wanting to see that Mm -mm. she's like a 12 year old she's a little young she uh look she's she's still growing into her body um and maybe uh she'll develop at some point but it's nothing wrong with being kind of flat you know oh oh everybody can't be you know curvaceous and and all that stuff some people gotta you know anyway that wasn't even a point um she says that uh she doesn't relate to being a boy or a girl and uh was saying that uh you know speculation she might be bisexual um she says i don't relate to being a boy or a girl and i don't have to have my partner relate to boy or girl um so you know she's kind of coming out talking about her identity um i think uh on the heels of caitlin jenner maybe everybody just didn't care <laughs> or maybe we just right. don't care because it's smiley i don't know the correct rules. but either way like you know a uh, pretty big admission assuming that uh you know that is true or whatever are really just trying to sell records the best way they can yeah i know that's the problem with her is that her declining return on like music has right. just has just led to more and more like bigger public stunts more right. fucking fuckery yeah so it's like even when i read this i was still skeptical like yeah but are you just like hoping to get a hit out of this because you do like she was just rapping kia uh kaya's my neck my back the other day oh yeah and i was like really molly that's what you're gonna do you're gonna get up there and say lick my anky achy breaky heart baby like mm-hmm. yo reggie you broke up a little bit 
Oh, I said, Miley, your dad saying achy breaky heart, baby. You can't, you can't be doing this. Yeah, yeah, she's up there talking about my shoulders and my crack. Ah, <laughs> um, she says I'm literally open to every single thing that is consenting and doesn't involve an animal, and everyone is of age. Everything that's legal, I'm down with. Yo, I'm down with any adult, anyone over the age of eighteen who is down to love me. Oh Lord, yeah. Mm-hmm yeah um i i am forced to re- remember uh that time when she kind of had said something about beyonce and got snatched up out of here sure did <laughs> they came for her art to the edges because uh, she was ah! she, she was getting a little too she got a little too free she was like oh no that's one topic i'll leave alone <laughs> no better baby you gotta leave be alone. <laughs> try, <laughs> she better. Try to, try to see the way uh, B was old. I was like, nigga, she just broke the internet. What are you talking about? I'm not feeling it, Miley. Uh, so yeah, she says. Um, Why does she look like she rubbed an ash? What the fuck is happening with the pig? What is happening here with this pig? The, man, that's one of the tame pics. Like, if you look at the actual photo shoot, like, I mean, tits out and everything. Uh, you know. <laughs> She uh, even got a pic- this weird picture where it's something hanging off her stomach that's supposed to look like, uh, like like a dick kinda. It's oh, it's yeah, oh, it's out there. I am not here for none of this. Paper magazine, guys, go. I'm I'm just maybe I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, and I'm content with that. I am very very content with that. You know, I think it's because all these child stars they get in- infantilized in our minds forever and then when they grow up and they go through their teens and rebellious stage and young adults phase they do it even extra harder to prove like i'm not a kid anymore look at me i want to fuck everything i fuck kevin Federline, y'all yeah (laughs) i fuck nick jonas motherfuckers look at me (laughs) yeah oh god yeah she dated nick jonas liam hemsworth and patrick schwarzenegger uh and it's also acknowledged that she's had just as serious relationships with women although none of them are famous i guess uh because they didn't name any i feel like they should have been like name one right um but yeah so we'll see man um and i and honestly man honestly uh i feel like it's still good because anybody that kind of talks about their sexuality and um the life they're living and uh trying to make it more to normalize it yeah yeah it's good for people you know even if it's molly who is you know right. eye rolling type of person you know when i see her name i'm like hey, what she do now even with her it's still it's still better than you know people secretly having to do all this shit because they're you know they're so worried about being exposed shamed yeah i'm totally all about living your life honestly even if i don't fuck with you as a right. person like, <laughs> right it was that's an article i've had for like a week where i've been like yeah, but I don't, I don't like her. <laughs> oh, like I yeah. wanted to read it, but I was like, I just don't like her. I gotta, I gotta support her now. Yeah, you do, you do. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's how everybody should get. That's how everybody should get back in America's good graces. It's just like you fuck up real bad, and you just come back and be like, actually, guys, uh, <laughs> I just want you guys to know that uh, I'm down with any kind of sex. Definitely. All right sex and she like reiterated over 18 like five times <laughs> yeah, yeah right because she looks under 18 no, as long as they're over 18 <laughs> enough to legally buy cigarettes 
because i'm an adult i'm an adult y'all don't Walk forget boat, then i'm i'm fine yeah you ain't gotta be able to drink just you gotta be able to smoke uh arizona is fucking up uh as at per per use i was like yeah um there's owners of a tempe arizona uh bar that say they're getting death threats after a transgender woman told the media that she was refused service by a bartender who told her we don't serve your kind here oh lord i just love how the new thing in 2015 is for people to do fucked up discriminatory shit and then run to the media like they talking about they gonna kill us yeah like what it's like we supposed to be discriminating not the other way around yeah like uh no it don't work like that yeah uh according to brianna sandy she stopped in the tempe tavern for a drink on saturday and intended to watch the belmont steaks on tv oh god the bartender was initially nice to her she was waiting on her drink when a man spoke uh to the bartender briefly oh snitching what kind of shit is that (laughs) uh i hope you know got a dick man yeah hey dog i saw you uh saw you kind of chatting it up over there bro you know um tempers are flaring oh, after a transgender no play says no, no. she was discriminated against at a no just what valley what? bar and now we're okay. learning the bar is getting threats abc 15's john erickson following this one live outside of tempe tavern and john after your last report we're hearing that a man came out and actually defended the bar and so stephanie this story is evolving from newscast to newscast tonight the man who came out of the bar said that they've been having trouble with prostitutes coming inside and soliciting uh what what the fuck? All right, let me refresh everything. Hold on, yeah, give me one second. It sounds like a drag. Yeah, it's, it's moving slow. But um, yeah, their defense is gonna be, we thought you were a prostitute. To uh, it, um, right. And even, even if she was, she might just and the bar staff wanted to come in for a drink. Yeah. Well, the other thing though is prostitutes um, can't order. One, I didn't know you could just be like, we don't serve prostitutes here. Right. Right. But then, too, the other question How is... How do you know that they're a prostitute? Who are you to make Well, it's, it's the same thing that a lot of people, um, you know, uh, transgender, uh, gay, uh, um, bisexual, like any sort of, any sort of quote-unquote queer LGBT person, they they face this over-sexualization where it's like, oh, well, obviously... Yeah. You came in, you, you be fucking, you know, that's the problem. All right. this fucking y'all doing. Everybody else fucks all the time. Right. But yeah. that's the thing is like, you know. You're probably I, you do it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So that's. Right. Who knows? You might fuck more than me, straight person. What are we talking about here? Just because I'm, you know, in that category don't mean I fuck more than you do. Or not just you're a prostitute. Like you're like that obviously you're not doing this because this is true to who you are you're doing this because you want to sell uh your sexual services okay right right and my whole problem with this is who are you to make that determination that's what i'm doing call the police if that's the problem i'm a man who owns a bar karen i know everything well don't you want my money apparently you don't arizona like dude relax (laughs) yeah yeah 
your and also to tell somebody we don't serve your kind in here you don't need to be a bit more specific or you getting sued right your kind also like i say when the same thing that they said for blacks you're saying against these group of people that's why i'm on their side your people same thing you just said about black guarantee you don't know black people transgender woman says she was discriminated against at a valley bar and now we're learning the bar is getting threats abc 15's john erickson following this one live outside of tempe tavern and john after your last report we're hearing that a man came out and actually defended the bar and so stephanie this story is evolving from newscast to newscast tonight the man who came out of the bar said that they've been having trouble with prostitutes coming inside and soliciting customers and a bar staff member yesterday last night thought that the transgender woman brianna was a prostitute so they asked her to leave i took that explanation to brianna tonight she said that doesn't change much 55-year-old Brianna Sandy was born as a male. Oh. Two years ago, realized that she was meant to be female. Even my worst day as female has been better than my best day as male. Yesterday might end up as one of those worst days. She wanted to watch the horse race at Tempe Tavern across from the light rail station at Apache and McClintock. I walk up to the bartender who was polite to me at first. But Brianna says a man then walked up and talked to the bartender. Then the bartender ended up saying, We don't serve your kind here. Brianna says a man then asked her to leave. I walked out and I went, I just actually experienced genuine discrimination on a level that no human being should experience. The city of Tempe has a law banning discrimination against the LGBT community. The law says it is illegal for a bar or restaurant to refuse service to someone only because of that person's gender identity. We're all in this together on this planet. Why is this happening in the year 2015? The man who talked with us and said he was speaking on behalf of the manager says that Tempe Tavern here does plan to try to make amends with Brianna. Brianna, though, says she still plans to file a discrimination complaint with Tempe probably tomorrow, Stephanie. All right, keep us posted on how this progresses, John. Thank you. Good. Who, who else is kind of hoping that, uh, or kind of feeling like the unspoken word in that sentence was, and I'm white. Right, totally. <laughs> totally. This isn't supposed to be happening. I'm I'm white. Totally. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, that's fucked up, man. Yeah, get him, because them talking about you a prostitute it's a way for them to quote unquote get around that law and she's like a 55 year old woman right. i don't know a ton of prostitutes but if i did know any i would assume that they might not be five mm-hmm. and if they it, it, you know what the thing is though if you were a prostitute so what that's my so that's my, my point i just want to drink and to watch four minutes of horse racing right and, and i can get the fuck on i'm good i'm not prostituting <clears throat> in your establishment so what is the problem here yeah um i don't I, know I, oh go ahead reggie i'm sorry saying just wow yeah yeah uh i don't know if you guys heard but um lark Voorhees got married oh oh good for her yeah who got married that? this weekend she eloped uh who is she yes lisa I, turtle karen yeah, have you ever seen Saved by the Bell? Yes. The black one. Oh, okay. I never knew her real name. That's why I'm going, who? <laughs> the black one. I mean, <laughs> come on. It was the quickest way. But really, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she got married to a man she's never lived with before that she uh, met She met on Facebook. 
Oh, she, y'all. Okay, so she's she has uh, she got diagnosed with bipolar disorder a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So I I um I hope maybe she's doing better with her. Um, you know, the thing is, she was not looking too hot the last couple times I saw her. Oh, she was not. Uh, she got together a little bit since, since then, but, um, you know, when she had first made that reappearance in public and she had that, like, skin bleaching controversy. Uh, that was a little troubling. Yeah, it was not, not a good look, Lark. But, uh, in the picture for her wedding, you know, she looks better. Let me see if I put it in the chat. Okay. Um, so you guys can see it, but, um, you know, her face looked the right color and shit. Um, and she's still large for he's, um, and if, you know, for this dude that was just on Facebook and got to get married without his shirt tucked in, it's a come up. God. You know, I, I, if I'm him, I feel like my Facebook game is tight. Yeah, Facebook game is tight. tips. Yeah, say that again, Reggie. Says Snoop Dogg should ask him for tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why her hat look like the flower you put on top of the the? No, the that is a picture of flowers, Karen. That flowers are behind her hat. Oh, uh, I was about uh, to uh, say because her hat looked like it should go on the top of the casket for you put it under the grave. I was like, girl, please, no. No, that's just her hat, Karen. Come on, man. Uh, she wore a floral dress and a large hat. Uh, she and her boyfriend of a year. Tied the knot in Vegas on uh, April 30th. Their official wedding ceremony followed the commitment ceremony that they had on April 1st. <laughs> April Fool's Day? What? Oh, uh, you can't marry a nigga from the internet on April Fool's Day. Because everybody gonna think it's a joke. Right. Voorhees and her new husband, music engineer Jimmy Green. Not Jimmy Green. <laughs> he sound like a nigga that used to harass the temptations for their money. Uh. <laughs> What do you mean by music engineer, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Fruity Loops on your computer? Because right. <laughs> that don't count. Is your studio a MacBook? Okay. Yeah, be, do you have a degree in this field, sir? Yeah, be honest. They met on Facebook and they have never lived together. They will soon begin house hunting and are planning a huge traditional wedding next year. Congrats to Lark and Jimmy. It goes to show love can be found anywhere. Even in your direct messages, dog. In direct messages. Now I gotta look up this dude, um, Jimmy Green. Oh, and I found this on Ball Alert. So actually, first I gotta look up the comments. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, there's only two comments. Sissy says, "No shade, but this was their official wedding ceremony, and that's what they chose to wear." I understand just getting hitched and popping up in Vegas, but this shit was planned love is all that counts and blah 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 but damn homie's undershirt is longer than his button up lol <laughs> <laughs> oh that's because this is fresh everybody ain't had time to get to this one yet Ali, <laughs> Ali in wonderland says child it's so sad she has turned to this just sad oh, <laughs> oh damn that's what i had to say about that woman's wedding man you are so rude oh i love oh. it yeah they i want to be all they friends man <laughs> the comment section is evil uh let me see jimmy green jimmy green i feel see i feel like if i google that it's just gonna come back with a lot of <laughs> niggas named jimmy green hey, mug shots and shit <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> jimmy green sound like he is 75 years old that's an old man's name yeah jimmy jimmy jj green right oh man <laughs> right 
well i guess she was saved by the wedding bells (laughs) 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 oh wait you know what first result lark voorhees looking into criminal allegations so surrounding new husband jimmy green oh i told you oh man and i'm looking at this new picture of him oh bro no he looked like an old ass man I, I, i'm t- jimmy green is is your is your great uncle's name oh i gotta put the i new bet picture you in his 50s minimal yeah but i mean 45 lord gotta be up there now though oh this nigga got corn. yo he got cornrows in 2015 bro oh and she got finger waves yeah oh god let me put this picture for reggie in the skype just so he can see it too oh no mm. oh yeah man oh and then she got a shirt with a handmade necklace cut like so into the shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a oh okay yeah he like, looks I, like I, he's got a record yeah i don't mind that but the shirt just like some old grandma jewelry okay well i'm not hey i don't know nothing about fashion um the green uh green is one of the tucson at the 2012 incident where he allegedly threatened uh, uh to kill a store owner shouting i'm going to break the store and kill you oh he was charged with making criminal threats disorderly conduct and then allegedly skipped the court hearing oh lord oh god oh oh lark <laughs> oh not lark man oh no heidi have fallen oh man only she had just let screech hit the pussy she would have probably been saved from all of this this nigga nah screech out here stabbing niggas oh yeah that's true never yeah, mind he's cutting got, the fool there where he goes she got that good snapback man make people go crazy <laughs> niggas out here stabbing oh. people threatening store owners and shit shit uh yeah um they're saying they're also saying new husband brags about drug use gang life and a crack pipe on on facebook oh <laughs> what oh my lark what are you doing dog baby wow. no oh you can't be with the nigga that i mean look people do a bunch of stuff there's a lot of former gangsters and drug users and shit like that happens but you can't be with the dude that brags about it on facebook everybody knows that's the worst kind of dude and that's where you met him. You couldn't like peruse his Facebook history before you asked him out. Search the pictures, stalk. That's what you do. You you you, you secretly stalk. Yeah, she only looked at his profile picture and was like, "What? That's uh, good." Ah, what's the problem here, officer? He uh said he doesn't do drugs, but then there's a picture of some weed on his Facebook page, and he writes, "I got more weed in jail for ten, shaking my head." at tucson arizona and he he actually tagged the city of tucson arizona i got more weed in jail Mm -hmm. that was a year ago which also i mean why would you tag the city the police might monitor that right Uh, another shot he posted a crack pipe uh put where the mocha go i don't i think he meant where the smoker go okay i'm about to say now you know i don't know what that means i guess maybe he found that crack pipe uh there's a picture oh god guys his oh no his his (laughs) oh no his studio really is his computer 
I I knew it. I knew it with a name right. like Jimmy Green. Yeah, you ain't got no real sound studio with acoustics and yeah. He posted you know, a he posted a picture of a strawberry Rita and a black and mild. Talking about not working at studio. If that's black and mild, it might be weed. Never know. Oh God, Lark, come on, man. We gotta say we gotta send screech to save her. We do another big a picture of a whole lot of weed that says. I got weed where the dank, where the drank. That was a year ago. A whole lot of weed too. Damn. He posting crimes on what? On Facebook. You sure you gonna fuck around and both of them gonna be in jail? More pictures of weed. Oh, picture of him hugging up on Lark. Oh man. Oh God. He look like Gerald Wallace in this picture, man. In, in intervention. Yeah, yeah. We gonna see. That's what she needs to do. Is they need to do a house buying reality show. Then they need to do um, intervention. Then they need to do hoarders. Then they need to do scare straight. <laughs> like just all of them with her. Yeah, just her, her and, and this, Jimmy Green. Uh, a few months before in May, he was drinking again, bragging how he he rolled his roaches. A common term for marijuana blunts. Man, and November thirteenth, two days after this photo with varhees he posted his photos representing representing the crypts in the blood gangs with blood's hand signal oh lord hit a crypt in the lip and watched the true colors drip and then blood gang symbol yeah i'm not black enough y'all because i wouldn't even know a gang symbol if i seen it so i'd be like oh that sign language okay i got to go but thank you mm. here's the most disturbing one uh here's a picture of drinking for a loco oh god oh yeah no no, no, no. Loco. you're a grown ass man jimmy green like you can't be drinking for a loco yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry dog you yeah just, i have mm-hmm. no respect for you you drink for a loco <laughs> yeah i was okay with all the other shit but this yeah is... for four locos where i draw the motherfucking line um oh <laughs> a creationist uh ken ham uh he freaked out over the mouth size top, uh, topless photos he said the origin of clothing is in genesis huh? mm-hmm. yeah apparently uh miley's violating the bible out here man oh lord yeah can't be out here taking your clothes off that's not what jesus would have wanted y'all oh uh, so get your clothes back on Miley. uh which you know hey uh it is in the genesis that you're supposed to keep your clothes on um genesis what uh 72 fit virgins ah um, i don't think that's how that goes right. i think it's on page three uh <laughs> in the first little paragraph yeah i like <laughs> that's how i'm gonna start referencing the bible anytime somebody cries to call me out on, on the bible i'm just gonna start being like page 73 man shit yeah look at it's like around i think it's like the fourth chapter something like that Mm -mm. um yeah in a lengthy rant celebrity christian fundamentalist ken ham uh blast pop star molly cyrus wicked behavior and warns that god might seek vengeance on her wicked Mm -hmm. wow okay is god still in the vengeance seeking business even feel like that's a lot a lot of people keep throwing that out there but that seems very old testament that is that seems yeah. super old like that's like so people good. always like like that's the reason i always bring up 
the shit like well so do you eat shrimp because if you bringing up old testament like we're gonna right. we gonna, we gonna stone the gays to death i'm always like so then like i guess you ain't never had a pork sandwich is that pork sandwich never had shrimp right yeah like a sprunch you're wearing isn't real yeah are you not mixing your your fabrics because you seem to be stuck on some very old testament shit dog you got married the third time how many goats did you sacrifice (laughs) (laughs) don't you work on sundays if you don't don't you go to places where people work on sundays i mean since we want to be all technical did you tear your garments and then cover your face in ash when you saw this article because no i feel like you know we've let some things go and this is one of those you need to let go yeah um yeah so anyway oh governor rick scott uh for florida of course for florida he's made a new provision that requires women to visit clinics twice before they can have an abortion why what because karen obviously y'all women up here having abortions left and right willy-nilly you don't even be thinking about it it's oh it's a tuesday time for my weekly abortion and it's getting a little goddamn tired okay so maybe if you have to visit the clinic twice you have more time to think about the seriousness of what you're doing and then you won't do it (sighs) fuck you you're about as bad in north carolina north carolina extended it from 24 hours to 48 hours Mm mm-hmm yep they said um they'll be required to make two visits with a mandatory 24-hour waiting period in between that is crazy like i was just talking to a friend of mine the other day um 40 like 35 to 40 percent of women have abortions like we have to stop shaming them like right and they act like every woman that gets pregnant is debating on whether or not she wants to have an abortion or not or or not just that but like like they go i want to have an abortion because fuck condoms fuck birth control right like this is way easier fuck the day after pill like this this is way easier just go pop in and get me a free abortion like they're really fucking painful from what i have read Mm because i I mean and i always subscribe to the adage no uterus no fucking opinion right like you don't know what that's like to get a fetus sucked out of your body so really I think, like, a woman can discern whether or not she wants to do that for herself. Right. And um, they were talking about this on Orange is the New Black, season three. Hey. Because um, <laughs> uh, Pentatucky was, like, sad that she had abor- – it was, like, Mother's Day. And she was sad that she had six abortions. And Boo was like, honestly, you saved the world from six, like, meth head, crackhead pieces of shit. And – sometimes as a mother the best thing to decide is that you like you're saving your kids from this world so mm-hmm. like let the woman decide what she wants to do with her body please and i please. and when i go out and see a lot of people i, I wish they had more abortions right oh you know? god like you ever just look at like like look at the duggars you telling me like six seven abortions couldn't help that family out come on man a little bit just you a know? little bit all 19 of them kids can't be good right like why do you need 19 children right like 12 and counting sounds more reasonable you know like knock out five and counting sounds reasonable right yeah let's knock some of them bad boys Ah. out i'm pro-abortion i yeah they have flipped me all the way from pro-choice to pro-abortion like three and counting right why do you have that many fucking babies like what if hitler would have been aborted man think about how much better the world would have been oh man um but yeah they uh 
they've just, and this is a, a, a such a a male and religious thing to think mm-hmm. oh women are only getting okay. abortions because they haven't thought about it like any surgical procedure on your body you don't think about you know what i mean if you get a mole removed you think about it like man i hope they don't gotta put me under right like you're not thinking about someone invading your body to you know to suck out this fetus you're not thinking about this of course you thought about it i gotta get a a tooth removed fuck yeah they're right i think about dental shit like they're they're definitely motherfuckers um anyway (laughs) marriage is simply too important for this one christian couple who decided that um if gay marriage is allowed they will divorce that's their problem oh i thought god didn't allow divorce mm. they uh skipped that chapter oh oh that's, that's on page 37 <laughs> and they only got to page 35 right. mm-hmm. they're still they're still reading oh, still reading. oh okay all right uh they skipped ahead to spoiler alert to the gay part <laughs> and then uh then they had to go back and catch up on some things um they're an australian couple uh they published a letter saying they're considering divorce after 10 years of marriage because gay people in the country might soon have a legal right to marry don't you uh, don't you kind of feel like they already were gonna get divorced that was my thing this was a <laughs> reason and to 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 get divorced without everybody shaming y'all for getting divorced yeah which one of them was the one who came up with the idea because that's the nigga that won't out of the relationship right, right. they they might have mutually decided that they ain't love each other no more oh it's mm-hmm. going to the supreme court oh well shit well if that gets legal we getting divorced honey what's wrong what's wrong i just i can't take these gays baby i just can't take these gays does not have anything to do with that number i, I found in your pocket huh what oh oh, <laughs> oh you know what would be even better they get divorced then one of them end up being gay right um, obviously I, th- yeah. I, I think that i think that's yeah he gonna be like you know what i am so upset with the gays i'm i'm gonna go out and suck some dicks that's how mad i am i mean because just why not then why not <laughs> like hey man do you have something you want to say something you want to say <laughs> he said they said that widening the definition of marriage could lead uh to include same-sex couples threatens the sacred nature of the union and leaves the door open to polygamy was that you karen that said what i eat don't make you shit uh i feel like jay-z said that but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like in my brain i have this like this memory of hearing karen like scream that oh yeah she definitely has said that on the show before (laughs) yes so like why are you upset like y'all black people weren't allowed to get married did that threaten the sanctity of your marriage back then right i guarantee that one of these people just don't want to be in this relationship if not both of them right knowing them on next year two years from now we're gonna find out they got gay married he put after our divorce we'll continue to live together hopefully for another 50 years shut up and god willing we'll have more so now you're gonna have kids out of wedlock because they want to have more kids after that wow yeah we get the you come to me talking about that i'm like i'm assuming that you don't want me no more and you're going with your life yeah this is a trick mm-hmm. like this is just a way for him to get out of his contract right and they'd be like actually i'm leaving you for the babysitter sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> you fell for a sucker <laughs> uh but yeah um uh, and also uh one of their friends disinvited them from her wedding Oops. after reading that so <laughs> it was like you actually can't come to my straight wedding you stupid motherfuckers <laughs> i don't want you there starting problems here all right let's Go get there let's get to the saddest news okay guys god do we have to yeah yeah uh 
people that listen to the podcast know how we feel about our favorite restaurant in charlotte cowfish no mm-hmm. please don't yeah um they've had to close down uh twice yeah but Uh for the record i mean i don't know if it's permanent but they've had to close down twice now in the last week because uh people have gotten sick there Uh oh um yeah that's uh, not good yeah they closed down the first time and did like a deep clean and opened up and then people got sick again so I don't know if Typhoid Mary back there making them sushis or whatever, but I can't go now until uh, I get the all clear. Right. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was sad, dog. It's they originally closed last week when they first learned of it. They reopened Sunday, then they closed again Wednesday after more illnesses were reported. Yeah, you know it's crazy. The second time they closed. I was in the car literally like, I might just go to Cuffish tonight. And I was just like, nah, that shit just happened last week. Let me give it some time. And uh, Mike Felder hit me up on uh, Twitter and was like, damn, they closed again. I was like, woo, boy, I was almost in there just now. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want both of us to get sick. <laughs> yeah, woo. But yeah, man, they have not determined the cause. Uh, people think it could be the norovirus, which people know from cruise ships okay if you guys think about that very sick shit um causes vomiting diarrhea and stomach cramps and most common cause of foodborne illness break outbreaks each year but uh they're not sure so um shout out to u.s senator tom tillis our home state senator who uh in february declared and we covered this on the show that restaurant employees should not be required to wash their hands after each use of the bathroom god so yeah uh anyway uh they are opening up they've already opened up a location in raleigh and orlando and they're opening one up in atlanta later this year come to new york please yeah that cowfish man this thing they would fit right in in new york oh they would do great up there i'll be there every day but yeah that's my saddest news of the week because that actually affects my life yes it does now let's play uh play our games all right uh the first of which uh is only gonna be about one person but uh fuck it uh time to play some fucking with black people just fucking with those black people just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people where we go across news articles from all over the world and we uh score them from zero to 100 intervals of 25 for how much we feel fucked with the black people today's contestant rachel dolezal uh just her uh so and a hundred okay uh end of segment 50 million billion so there's a woman who was the leader of a local NAACP in Spokane, Washington. And controversy broke out, um, I won't say Friday night is when I first read about it. Uh, I was taking a nap and I woke up to my mentions being full of people using hashtag transracial because that was the name of our show that we had just put out. And I thought, huh, that is, people really like that show a lot right come to find out transracial was trending in america and uh nothing to do with what we talked about on the show Mm -mm. erica yeah i I, my joke was that 
chet hayes must think he's transracial because he keeps saying nigga and <laughs> yeah nobody said that was okay nobody um but uh, apparently um rachel dolezal um the leader of the spokane uh uh naacp had her history uh called into question because apparently she was born to two white parents mm-hmm. but uh she claims to be black uh controversy is swirling around inland northwest most prominent civil rights activists um the and with family members of rachel dolezal saying the local leader of the naacp has been falsely portraying, portraying herself as black for years dolezal 37 avoided answering questions directly about her race and ethnicity thursday saying i feel like i owe my executive committee a conversation before engaging in broader discussion with the community about what she described as a multi-layered issue oh it is very layered just like her hair mm-hmm that question is not easy as a scene she said after being contacted at eastern washington university where she's a part-time professor in africana studies program there's a lot of complexities and i don't know what everyone that everyone would understand that later in an apparent reference to studies tracing the scientific origins of human life to africa she said we're all from the african continent i can't Mm mm-hmm we're all from Africa, you African booty scratcher. I ain't from Africa. Um, (laughs) yep. Um, it, she's credited with re-energizing the Spokane chapter of the NAACP. She also serves as the chairwoman of the city's office of police ombudsman commission, where she identified herself as white, black, and American Indian in her application for volunteer appointment and previously was educated. Uh, I mean, was, education director for the human rights education institute in core de aline uh in recent days questions have arisen about her background and her numerous complaints uh, to police of harassment members of her family are challenging her identity saying she has misrepresented major portions of her life now one of the things with her was that the reason this kind of she kind of came to uh, everyone's attention was that she was also faking well allegedly faking her harassment letters mm-hmm. to, to oh, the spokane was? chapter of the naacp yeah so like one of the to me the of all the shit that's that's gone down there's a lot of shit and people are very upset and a lot of people are actually very supportive of her as well um of all the things I understand faking the fucking um harassment is so serious to me like right that's not that's no way near okay no you know like there's enough real shit happening to black people that we don't need you make it up fake shit right i'm a real black person right like faking harassment yeah and it really does in my opinion of all the shit that's the what taints her character the most to me and makes me feel so i have i have i'm very cynical about the rest of her approach to blackness in general because once you do something like that that's that means something is mentally off with you where you need to make yourself the center of attention and make yourself a a martyr when you're not and that part bothers me and so everything else she does is suspect from that point on starting there and i can't excuse that because you know there's real people that you know we follow on twitter that actually do the work that get in the streets 
and they get death threats for real for real for real you know like yeah, people want to no, find their addresses and shit and post up old addresses on the internet all kinds of yeah bullshit. a dude tried to act like he wanted to put a bounty out on d-ray uh what? the other day like this it's not a game for everybody else Mm-mm. so to 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 manipulate that really makes her suspect to me um and i and i and I, I can't understand any of these people defending her that somehow are like yada 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 in that part just so they can get to this other part where like blackness is what you want it to be you know like nah something's not right with this person yeah yeah because if blackness was what we wanted it to be it would be more acceptable so no blackness is what a lot of people's definition of what they make of it and that's and that's why it's demeaned and not taken seriously in recent days questions have arisen about her background and her numerous complaints to police uh for harassment members of her family are challenging her very identity saying she's misrepresented major portions of her life her mother ruth ann dolezal said thursday by phone from her home in northwest montana that she has had no contact with her daughter in years she said her daughter began to disguise herself in 2006 2007 after the family had adopted four african-american children and rachel uh had shown an interest in portrait art it's very sad that rachel is just not being herself ruth ann dolezal said her effectiveness in the cause of the african-american community would have been so much more viable she would have been more effective if she would have just been honest with everybody right baby mm-hmm. and hey, that's, did, did yeah. you guys hear about that um incident where she like did not she declined tim wise to come speak oh, oh nigga i have so much news like like i have that saved too from facebook baby what she questioned she said that he shouldn't be able to perform or be able to speak because he um is a white man and being a white man um he can't speak with any authority on racism for the black community even though if you pay any attention to tim wise tim wise doesn't talk about racism for the black community nope he talks about the pathology of the white community and how it's destructive to race relations yep so that's not really what he does you know to come at him like that is so disrespectful and especially as a white woman covering herself up in blackness right in blackface right like how you gonna come at him you know there's also a story where uh she told a spanish a spanish a woman who's light-skinned basically but hispanic you know from a spanish-speaking country uh that she couldn't participate in this exercise about uh spanish stuff because she didn't look the part even though she was you know actually authentically spanish and you're a white woman in blackface you're a white woman in blackface (laughs) right um yeah her getting exposed is so funny man yeah here's tim wise's post he says ha now for an extra special kicker turns out i've just been informed by a friend and ally at eastern washington university who was involved in bringing me to campus to speak there last semester that it was rachel dolezal who had objected to me coming because i as a white man can't speak to race issues involving black people ain't Mm. that ironic as fuck isn't it ironic (laughs) um first first they got a dictionary at ewu where she can look up irony and second her uh objection is a perfect indicative of her problem she thinks 
i mean it's perfectly indicative of her problem she thinks i seek to speak from authority on blackness no that's not me that's you rachel i only seek to speak about whiteness her confusion on that point is a source of pretty much all this bullshit not knowing the difference between confronting whiteness and seeking to speak for blackness mm-hmm. yeah and all these people that are giving her cover man is disgusting i feel like they're the white they're the black people that let their white friends call them nigger. oh absolutely because i don't see how anybody could be caping for her honestly not with any level of sincerity right um yeah uh there's another thing she wrote uh or they went and looked up like some articles and stuff where she was like mentioned and there was one where she thought that the the movie the help was uh problematic uh because it was shown that um i think it was gonzaga or something like that uh and so let's see uh Rachel Dull is a, a professor of black studies who rotates between Eastern Washington and Northern Idaho College and is a leader of the NIC Black Students Association, uh, said she wished the film had never been made. The, the film is to help. Her main dislike stemmed from all the money Catherine Stockett, the author of the novel and a white woman made off of this book and film. Follow the money trail, Dolezal said. A oh, white. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. A white woman makes millions off a of black woman's story. Oh. <laughs> wow. But, like, I've been seeing people trying to give some benefit of the doubt, and I'm sorry, what's wrong with you? It's so funny. This is so awkward. Like, we all just got fucking punked. Yeah, it's so funny because it's so bad, man. <laughs> like, it's so, it's like someone, it's like a Chappelle skit that went out of control. And follow the money trail. Right. And some oh, people are like, what does she do? I mean, wow, you, you're not showing me what she's benefiting from this. I don't know. Do you get paid uh, a wage to, to do these things? I mean, the fact that she didn't have to be black to do these things is kind of the problem. Right. Cause it really shows a distrust of the community and really a fundamental misunderstanding of what inclusion in the black community means which is you know it, the black community of all communities is the most inclusive when it comes to shit like hey you want to be down you're a white person fuck it you in like I, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday i was just like why is it that people aren't okay just being an ally like mm-hmm. just be an ally baby like rachel it's cool you don't have to be black to be down with the struggle right i was like you know and specifically for black women and all that they've done for our community and you know for activism to erase them and replace them with yourself right is so disrespectful and it just shows you don't have any true understanding of the community like you like because it's not even like these organizations require you to be black you could be a white woman and teach african-american studies you can be a white woman to be the head of the naacp local chapter uh you can be a white woman and adopt black children none of this stuff was you need to fake it or else you don't get to be included in the group this was something in her head that she made up um but yeah i just thought her uh she says those are worried that the people might believe this film followed a true story she what they might be fooled are you saying they? okay she grew worried and frustrated when she saw it in theaters in idaho a predominant a prominently white town that rarely shows those type of films black films and the audience laughed at inappropriate moments okay 
Oh my god. Wow. She's she's amazing, man. Like she really bit rodent like soul woman, you know what I mean? <laughs> she totally got into the to the role. Um so yeah, um she and the the other thing too, a lot of people were saying, like, why did her parents out her? Let me ask you something, dog. Have you seen her parents? Someone said that was the blackest thing that ever happened to her when her mom was <laughs> like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yes. She ain't black. And honestly, if you've seen her parents, is is not outing her. No. There's no way you can look at that and go, oh, like the all they have to all they all you have to be like, oh, is that your daughter? Yes. She yeah. outed, dog. That's it. She white. You know what I mean? Her parents look like the insert that comes with a new wallet. I was just about to say she like <laughs> image like stock image of a black man and was like this is my daddy like no yeah and like no this man the other thing too is like if your kid goes and you know your kid is troubled or whatever and they are actually posting on social media that someone else is their dad some you don't get to say anything as Mama a parent first person on cnn and nbc <laughs> HSNBC TV One, all the cameras in her face. All of them. I'm supposed to be worried about Twitter as a parent. Like, well, I don't want Twitter to to know that my daughter's out here bullshitting. So I'm just gonna lie. What? No comment. No comment wouldn't even do it because you still look white. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, um, she has been president of Spokane, uh, Washington chapter NAACP since January. She also served as chair of the city's police oversight commission. Um. And by the way, this my favorite picture of her is the one where she says starting my natural hair journey. Oh my god. And she's like, Year thirty six of my life, starting my natural hair journey. I'm like, with fake ass black people we <laughs> uh, wouldn't your natural hair journey be, you know, that straight blonde shit you were born with? Like, did you do the big chop? Are you rediscovering your curl patterns, sis? Is that <laughs> is that what you're going through? Dog. Um Did you put Doctor Miracle on your edges? She received a master's degree from Howard University, and at first people were going in on Howard, but apparently she was white at Howard, so I guess it was okay. So she didn't want to, she didn't pull the ultimate soul, man. You know what I mean? She would have been black at Howard. I feel like that would have been like, give her a fucking Oscar as well. Seriously. <laughs> that's some like James Bond shit. If you could pull off being black at Howard. Yeah. And all the people that were defending her too, I had to ask them one question and it's always gotten pretty contentious. People get mad at me for asking this. But for the people that are like, well, maybe, you know, you could be black. I mean, she just feels she's black. Maybe she's transracial. And I'm like, okay, cool. If she was around you, is it okay if she just, you know, says the N-word? Right. Like, I mean, because if you're okay with her on that level, then you should be okay with that. And everybody gets mad at me for even asking the question. I'm like, well, damn, you seem quite offended. That I would that I would even pose the fucking it's a question, right? Are you mad? Yeah, you could just as easily say, No, I wouldn't be offended or whatever. It's just you know, it's the same to me, but yeah, it sounds like you feel like she doesn't have a um right to say that word. Right. Um, yeah, on Thursday her parents also told local media outlets that their daughter her heritage is Czech, Swedish, and German. Um, including possible traces of Native American. Uh, her thing was when she uh she there was something she wrote when she talked about the way she grew up and she told people that she used to go bow hunting in the woods uh as a native american and she grew up in a teepee wow 
so i don't know at what point native american wasn't good enough and she switched over to just full bone i'm black wow uh she has over the past 20 years assimilated herself into the african-american community through her various advocacy and social justice work so that may be part of the answer uh they said why she might want to pose as a black woman um you know and i guess the cynical part of me is like i i I wonder if she just did the work to shroud herself further you know what i mean like if the what if the work is part of her delusion rather than altruism and feeling like these are the best things to elevate the human the civil rights struggle what if she's just like no i just did these things because i feel like it'll make it beyond question that i'm black like who would dare question the leader of the naacp you know who would dare question somebody who teaches african african-american studies you like you don't question that person. question eddie long but we found them dick pics in his phone that he was sending to them little boys like yep uh mm-hmm. ma'am she took a picture with a random negro and uh posted it as her father i'll put that in the chat yeah. um you know and the thing you're talking about her parents as a parent i would be fucking offended i was like um I'm so bad it's like fucking raised you right and they act like the parents are wrong but the thing about it is the sad part about it her parents actually cares more about the african-american community than she does well why doesn't my thing is why don't the parent like we got all these special allowances for her for people making excuses for her but why don't the parents get those special allowances exactly you know why don't they get the allowance for being emotional finding out that their daughter rejected everything about them doesn't talk to them right. uh you know lives a life that's not hers why don't they get a special allowance for wanting to talk to the media about it you gave her a special allowance so i don't understand why why, why does the understanding stop with them so that she can keep this ruse going uh according to the spokesman review oh yeah and uh, under that caption for that black man it says special guest january 19th it is spokane naacp on facebook said president dolezal's father announced today that he will be coming to town for january 19th ribbon cutting ceremony for the naacp office and is expected to meet at 7 p.m mlk tribute membership meeting it's just some random black dude wow yeah yeah now maybe her father really did do that shit but i doubt it because they haven't spoken for years fucking doubt it yeah so you try to pass that black dude off as your daddy right because and i think the thing with with me and i and i and i think that it's funny and and, and back to her parents again it's one of those things where her parents was like we're white we're not ashamed of our whiteness or who we are but we why would you be we, it's america right we still love black people yada 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 and they looking at her daughter and going but she not black y'all and everybody going why are you saying she ain't black because she ain't not on her facebook page she wrote 12 years opened in spokane tonight if you haven't seen it get ready it will take a hold of you and you should probably avoid making plans for frivolous social obligations afterwards probably not the best film to take a white partner out on a first date to just saying my god you guys this can't be real (laughs) it is it is it's very real in fact over the years i have learned the only way to screen a black themed film in white topia aka idaho eastern washington is to one arrive a little early so you have a choice in seating to sit in the top back row so that if white people are inclined to stare they have to turn all the way around to do it oh my god three sit in the top back row so that during the movie people aren't constantly looking at you to monitor the black response to the film 
for sitting in the top back row so that if someone gets inspired to start some mess you can see it coming to have a wide aisle and two side exits rather than a row of feet and knees to make your escape through what well, mess what why do we have to sit in the back in every scenario, ma'am? And also, and what what is the thing that's going to pop off because white people saw 12 years of slave, though? Are they going to start enslaving us again? Like, is this, <laughs> like the Sons of the Harpy going to come out in the fucking movie theater? <laughs> they, I would do the mask. They gonna, they going to ask if she can fiddle and then take her out to, for drinks? Right, the music, the background music is going to change. Like, what the fuck is this? <clears throat> five did i mention sitting in the top back row for the previous yes, reasons you did. you did you definitely said black people need to sit in the back and so you will be among like-minded company and not be distracted by white people snickering at, at awkward and inappropriate moments get pissed off at them and lose your focus on the actual film but then if we're sitting in the back we're watching everybody plan b wait for the dvd yeah uh formerly straight haired blonde also posted a photo of her natural curls going with my natural look as i start my 36th year mm-hmm. i really needed a hashtag natural hair flow on that that would have been good and <laughs> hey, do you think she talked in movie theaters um as part of her cover obviously <laughs> she like had her cell phone on and she had that like flashlight alert so every time her phone rang it like flashed right she called and then she called herself she make her own ringer go off and then be like uh-huh girl i'm in here watching i'm in here watching this night honey child um here's her uh she got interviewed about this um by kxly uh let's see if we can now late this afternoon rachel doljal called kxly4 saying that she wanted to comment on these latest developments in the case and now jeff humphrey just back from talking with her jeff what does she have to say well, Ms. Dojal is disappointed like that so many other times when she's reported hate crimes against her and her family that the subsequent police investigations did not result in an arrest. And so today we asked her that since she had a key to the post office box, was it possible that she put that envelope in there herself? Whoops. I don't know that I even have any words for that because as a mother of two black sons, I would never terrorize my children. And I don't know any mother personally that that would trump up or fabricate something that severe that would affect her kids. Dating detectives could not find any fingerprints or DNA on that envelope or the material inside that can identify who put that late letter in the post office box. This case, by the way, Nadine, still under investigation by the major crimes unit of the Spokane Police Department. Jeff Humphrey. So they what they did determine was... <clears throat> the only since it had no postage stamp the only way that those letters could have got in her post office box would have been someone who works for the place or her right? oh oh could oh could they say it wasn't mailed so right. they were saying that they have no evidence of anybody touching it so it was like okay mm-hmm. you don't got a stamp and and no stranger can go into the post office and be like hey i feel like sticking this in your p.o box today right now she does um claim to have two black sons right uh how mm-hmm. maybe it's like how, how michael jackson children is white i don't know stop it um <clears throat> but apparently larry dolezal and isaiah are actually her adopted brother um and you know what back to her parents too i this- mean larry dolezal is her father he said isaiah is her adopted brother not her not her son 
like these these are her parents adopted children right Right. that she kind of stole right right so don't you think that they would have a problem with you posing their black children as yours about five years ago when he was 16 he opted to live with rachel i mean which why wouldn't you right obviously she's got all the cocoa butter um yeah (laughs) you know i mean if as a as an adopted black kid she has to be pretty cool for an aunt when you're 16 sure you know like because she like the closest you get to like black family so you go live with her um but uh yeah they still are his legal parents larry and ruth ann eventually lost contact with isaiah and on thursday did not know where he was larry added that thursday isaiah say that again they were losing isaiah oh yes they were (laughs) ah yes uh. they were you know what and isaiah was in washington (laughs) (laughs) so um, (laughs) rachel handed to the press recently that isaiah was her brother rachel dolezal uh confirmed in a recent phone interview with the press that isaiah is one of her adopted brothers he used to be my brother but i have full custody of him now apparently that's not true Oh. the last we heard was he was either attending pre-law university of idaho in moscow or through the branch campus in spokane or in cordaline larry that, said that child missing in action don't know what that baby is he also denied claims made by rachel the local media that she has been abused by her parents in addition to herself rachel told the press that larry and ruthann dolezal had abused her siblings as children she also maintained that she was black they can dna test me if they want to she told the newspaper um yeah you know what else is funny she said some shit like um they used to beat us like slaves with a whip and shit fuck up no wow yeah 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 uh she uh posted this picture um with i don't know if that's her family or or what but they're all in african garb uh three black dudes and her um she wrote a regular column on issues surrounding race for the inlander and alternative weekly um so (laughs) she says by now you probably decided to care or not care about the hashtag black lives matter campaign sleep in america she wrote in december translated for black families you decided to care or not care about us so maybe she means um black lives matter so much you have to steal them apparently so um she still retains uh of course uh she still retains support from at least one friend and fellow member of the spokane naacp cedric bradley i'm like told black white black dudes are looking so bad on so embarrassed this is really embarrassing like the same black dudes that shit on black women for being activists are now lauding this woman as a cudgel to beat down black women that are activists like why y'all mad at her for doing the work like okay um and it's been you know it's been people i respect to where that seem very like to want to withhold opinion on this joint like i don't want to say anything which is how i always feel like it comes across with with issues with black women where even when black men aren't being like callous or cold on purpose just the fact that this is the time where you don't want to be emotional and react it's time to think and consider all the points that's really when like that lack of um, urgency says a lot about how you really feel right because like oh no not on this time you know 
uh it's like when a black girl gets shot or something it's like well what you know i mean what does she have on you know it's like that kind of shit right uh so yeah um in my opinion it wouldn't make a difference to me he said it's not about black and white it's about what we could do for the community so you wouldn't Uh, even want to know why your friend lied though right that's like a minimum uh so yeah um she made several claims about her life before coming to teach and work as an activist in an interview with eastern washington university easterner many of those facts were untrue um she again spoke about the abuse she endured as a child to the easterner she said she was born in the tp and the family hunted with bows and arrows she also described living in south africa as a young woman she was diagnosed with cervical cancer underwent chemotherapy she said but she kept her long blonde dreadlocks and still sometimes wore them at the recovery and a postmodern rapunzel locks she said in a facebook uh comment um and that's just one article uh they also have a clip of um where's the interview because that uh she got interviewed and when they asked her about being black it's the funniest 30 seconds of anything i've ever seen in my life you fucking lies shit yeah yeah um man this has the whole okay so here it is here's the part where they ask her about being black uh which has to be seen to be believed um let me copy this and put it in the uh chat as well i was wondering if uh if your dad really is an african-american man that's a very i mean i don't i don't know what you're implying are you african-american <laughs> i don't i don't understand the question of i did tell you that yes that's my dad and you- he was unable to come in january are your parents are they white and then she well god damn yeah yeah clearly your ass got caught in the fucking lie did he lie yeah her face went was like oh god this is happening she sounds like a white lady yeah did no one ever listen to her talk (laughs) i just think it's not that many niggas in spokane man so they was just like whatever like they i feel like they knew though because i've read something that said they knew like the inner circle of the naacp knew and they was okay with it and, but now who knows maybe she's the one who said that i don't know if that's true but considering one dude is already still defending her and saying it don't matter um al sharpton kind of, he came out against her parents and said um are you really gonna do this to your kid as far as what uh let's see it says al sharpton has some questions for lawrence and ruth ann dolezal about why they waited until friday to appear on tv to discuss their controversial daughter first of all what do you mean waited that's when the fucking story broke and they were asked right what the fuck they supposed to do i hadn't seen her in years right um dolezal's parents outed the naacp local president as a white woman pretending to be black and Sharpton was approached by TMZ one day later to give his thoughts. First of all, um, <laughs> the approach by TMZ interview has got to be one of the top five most misleading and get your ass in trouble interviews. Because they always ask you like some shit that you really haven't had time to think about and process, and you will say some dumb shit. 
you know that's my favorite when they come up to you like hey 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 can I talk to you real quick reggie reggie uh let me ask you something man what what do you think about oprah and then you just like that i mean she's cool i guess cool uh i mean i don't mind it so do you think chris brown needs to go to jail that's and that's the one that fucks you up because then you're like man ain't nothing wrong with chris brown shit y'all ain't get out of my face man y'all have a good one i'm hopping in this cab and you get home and it's like reggie says chris brown is a-okay in his book like no i didn't say that i promise i swear right and if you and if you say like man i don't man i don't care about that man fuck chris brown get in the car reggie says fuck chris brown (laughs) chris brown responds on instagram holding a gun right oh god that's how it happened man anyway they they asked him about it when asked if uh what the parents did was wrong uh he said on one level you got to say to her you're misleading us but another level mom and dad come on are we gonna have this dysfunctional family stuff play out and distract us from key civil rights causes oh you we going with that now Charlotte there brought up the fact that her parents knew about the daughter's involvement in NAACP saying they betrayed their daughter by waiting until she became the center of attention you got to ask the question what are mom and dad's motives where have you been no we're not we're not, we're not going to, to yeah we yeah on mom and dad yeah. sorry we're, yeah. we're not going to do this because that right there is the same tactic when shit happened to black children everybody wants to wants to turn around and blame everybody else but the person who committed the actions she's accountable and responsible for her own actions she's a fucking grown-ass woman yeah <laughs> this is the same shit is when like Al Sharpton talks about some some type of you know tr- racial tragedy, and people go, "Where were you when it was time to talk about this other thing?" Like the fuck they got to do it today, right? This the story today. Who knows all the shit they tried to talk to her about over the years? Uh-huh. I guarantee you, they got like a fucking arsenal of shit they didn't even say. Guarantee that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> guarantee that they probably got footage of her saying an N word and shit. Oh, uh, there's clearly there's, yeah. there's obviously footage of her being like nigga. <laughs> yeah, uh, he said um, he talked about let's see, being truthful about who you are, questions about transparency and honesty, but didn't dwell much on it. So he, yeah, a lot of people are opting not to say anything about this. Maybe she's connected more than I think. I don't know. She might be, and I'm trying. I don't have any job. I'm trying to tell you, if I have a child, and I look up, and my child is uh on the cover of the KKK today, talking about I'm white. I'm like, that's the nigga, y'all. That's black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm be the first one be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's uh, you know, some people are calling it reverse passing. Tra- a lot of people were speculating she might be the first ever um transracial person to be outed yeah i'm sorry i'm not about i'm not about this new term like whoever started this can eat a dirty dick yeah yeah nah baby yeah Uh yeah because that's the thing man like i said it as a joke because i thought it was that absurd i didn't think anyone would really walk around and be like transracial that's a thing that we're going to start saying about people and for the record the transracial defense is pretty much at like a high 90 percent clip a defense from transphobic people right that really had a problem with bruce jenner transitioning to caitlin jenner right so um i don't know i'll play that interview in a second um and so now they're going on the back end and trying to say well all you people that were okay with that why can't you be okay with her just saying she's a black person because she just wants to say it 
no that's what happened with bruce jenner and here's the thing you're equating trans with some sort of deception or trickery which is a huge issue in that community with why like there's trans panic is a fucking defense in in court for why you can kill somebody right uh that you know uh that that you find out is is trans is, is trans because you can be like oh no i thought i was i thought they were straight and i was i was so fooled that i panicked and killed that person um that like you know when there's so much death around it when people are traumatized because they're, t- they're considered to be um you know lying about their their gender uh whenever they are trans you can't be equating it's so dangerous to equate that to just somebody who basically was 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 conning everybody exactly like you can't be just throwing that out there like that way you know and 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 more than anybody black people know that race is a social construct absolutely more than anybody black people know that so it's not like you're educating us where we're like yo i had never thought of it that way that really race doesn't matter we're saying race doesn't matter so why the fuck are you lying about it to us right you don't need to do that to infiltrate our community you just don't you already have the leg up right if anything we implore you to use some of that white privilege to help spread and and awareness to our causes please you know i don't i don't understand you know and for her to actively push against people like tim wise who do exactly that is so it's so disheartening man um she did respond to the transracial criticism which i wouldn't say is criticism i would say is defense but okay yeah so let me play this what can i rewind it to those who are questioning your ethnicity those who are questioning or those who are just reading the article i mean you know because so the article i feel like the article is what's questioning and really it's um larry ruthann who are questioning and so what i say to them is you know i don't i don't give two what you guys think you know like you're you're so far done and out of my life the president of the naacp who we think is a black woman who says she's the victim of hate crimes might not be black that seems like a misrepresentation i can i can understand that i mean like i said it's more important for me to clarify that with the black community and with my executive board than it really is to explain it to a community that i quite frankly don't think you know really understands the definitions of race and ethnicity. Do you think anyone within the Spokane NAACP is unclear about your identity? Um, I'm not sure. Would you identify yourself as an African American? I actually don't like the term African American. I prefer black. And I would say that if, um, you know, if I was asked, I would definitely say that yes, I do consider myself to be black if they're saying you're not black what would you say in response they're whatever they say really um i wish could say doesn't affect me at all unfortunately people might listen to them um or give them a platform that they don't deserve but um i don't have anything to say to them so uh there you guys go man she's black because she said so so sad like this just makes me so fucking sad yeah and uh, also white people are the ones who wouldn't understand race and, and ethnicity but she does she's a spe- I, special kind of white person 
I also don't like really, really understand how people didn't think that this was a white woman. <laughs> like seriously, like listening to her voice, like baby, come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some black people that have a similar voice cadence and inflection. I mean, because there's so many black people and so many different types of black people. And depending on where you're raised and, you know, all that kind of shit, I can see it happening. But even when I put on my I want to be employed voice, I don't sound that white. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she some people are better than others, you know, when it comes to that shit. But I will just say that. um it seemed that some people did question her and some people did know so it wasn't even like her secret was the best kept secret even she she just rose to a point where it was an obvious question you know what i mean like when you were just like working in the naacp and helping people or writing about race or something and you weren't explicitly saying you were a black woman i feel like there's ways where people would just be like okay because it's actually not that uncommon for white people to be allies in at all right so i can see why she wasn't questioned that much until she got to a point where she was uh, wanted to be the head focus and spokesperson for black issues that people had to say hold up authenticity matters here and i don't give a fuck who you are it doesn't matter what your race is or anything authenticity is going to matter when you speak for the black community yeah it's just what it is and if people try to like give her special circumstances and you know and and give her a pass on this you're not helping anybody either no yeah you're only making shit worse if you give her a pass on this shit where you're just like well no for her we need to just give her an a for effort fuck you no you don't get an a for effort yeah we don't do that shit with anybody else right and and i i think for me i have i have several issues uh with this uh, my thing is that just be who you are. And if you're a white woman, just be a white woman. You could be in the NAACP, have powers of authority in NAACP, and just be as white as you can be. Because one thing about black people, we have accepted everybody. Everybody is a part of our pot. Like, we do not really kick anybody out. We're like, okay, come on over here. You're a part of the crew, too. Um, and also the thing about it is that her doing this is very insulting to light skinned black women. There are black women out there that look exactly like she does talk like she does. And it's very insulting to those women with all this. Now people are going to look at them crazy going, are you black? You know, and, and there's a lot of, uh, black skinned black people who've had to literally fight all their life to quote unquote prove their blackness. Yeah. Because, I, had to, I actually had, uh, had to text Nick Jew and have her send me some pictures of her daddy. <laughs> I, I needed to know. Oh my God. Yeah. Because, I've seen her brother. She's black. Okay. Well, you know, is her brother or her son? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, gotta do the research, but I saw her daddy and I, I believe her. I, she took a shower in my apartment and she came out and I was like, I saw her hair. I was like, oh, nope, no, you're okay, black. Okay. Now, <laughs> did, did she, now, when she went into the shower, did she use a rag or did she just use the regular, like, hold the soap, like the commercials? Oh, uh, she used the loofah. Yeah, that's, that's always the, that should have been like, ask, ask Rachel, like, what is this small towel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the hashtags were so good. I only did a couple of them, but I was just like, I had a good time. what's the best flavor of Kool-Aid? <laughs> 
<coughs> cherry fruit punch red or grape and, and like ask rachel oh, i was like uh who was a hero the most but never meant shit to chuck g chuck d uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my question was what is salt in pepper yeah <laughs> yeah Somebody, uh, I remember I, this like made me like scream howling at like one o'clock in the morning. They're like, I got a light skin friend. Look like Rachel does. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was uh, Chris from Sandy Check. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But uh, yeah, have you seen the one that's a picture of the emojis? And yes. it, you know, how you can make the emojis different colors now. And one of them is her and it's all different levels of darkness. Yes. Oh, my God. Um so baltimore maryland um naacp released a statement um they said for 106 years the national association for the advancement of colored people has held a long and proud tradition of receiving support from people of all faiths races colors and creeds naacp spokane washington branch president rachel dolezal is enduring a legal issue with her family and we respect their privacy in this matter one's racial identity is not a qualified criteria or disqualifying standard for naacp leadership the NAACP Alaska, Oregon, Washington State Conference stands behind Ms. Dolezal's advocacy record. In every corner of this country, the NAACP remains committed to securing political, educational, and economic justice for all people. And we encourage Americans of all stripes to become members and serve as leaders in our organization. Oh, for them. Hate language th- sent through mail and social media, along with credible threats, continue to be a serious issue for our units in the Pacific Northwest and across the nation. We take all threats seriously and encourage the FBI and Department of Justice to fully investigate each occurrence. Here's my thing. Uh, if she faked that hate mail, right. that, she don't need to have that job. Like I said, people keep skipping over that part. Like that, like, well, I mean... <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're black or white to me like yeah that's cool what about them lies though right because that's dangerous um yeah that's some boy who cried wolf shit and then when they ignore real threats later they can be able to be like well who knew um she was married at one point to a brother but this one she was uh seemed to still be transitioning to black when she was transitioning from rachel to rwanda mm-hmm to, from rachel to Ra- from rachel to rachel right rachel yeah <laughs> so she uh he made her um a rap music video no 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 mm-hmm. yeah no, this is no. gonna happen this is gonna happen reggie oh, uh and um i have to i have to play it for everybody because i feel like you guys need to hear what kind of man marries her and uh what kind of skills does he have on the mic? Fuck, fuck, fuck. I wanna kiss you for the rest of my life. Rachel. I wanna kiss you for the rest of my life. I love you. I wanna hold you for the rest of you my life. True. I wanna love you for the rest of my life. Jimmy Green on the track, ho. I was just about to say, this sounds like some fucking Jimmy Green bullshit. <laughs> Jimmy Green on the beat, <laughs> Never thought it could be more than a magical fantasy. The goddess of love falling head over heels for me. Coming here to set me free. There is no doubt that you're my destiny. This player's out of the game. I'm so happy. It's a ridiculous shame. You brought me love. You brought me peace. You brought me joy. The next gift will be a baby girl or a baby boy. Wherever he or she will be, it will be a blessing to our wonderful family. The stars are aligning, shining on us. The angels of heavens are smiling at us. And my heart has felt such a bountiful, beautiful love. I'm the cylinder electrical force of you. I want to kiss you for the rest of my life. I want to touch you for the rest of my life. 
I want to kiss you for the rest of my life. Rachel, uh, uh, I want to kiss you for the rest of my life. My life, I want to touch you for the rest of my life. My life, I want to hold you for the rest of my life. My life, I want to love you for the rest of my life. How sweet it is to be loved by the most fantabulous being in the whole wide realm of existence, space, and time. I'm so happy that I'm yours and you're mine. I love your lips, I love your eyes, I love your hips, I love your thighs. My darling Rachel, it's never surprised. The very thought of you makes my nature rise. You are so naturally beautiful, wonderful. Baby, you're as sexy as you wanna be. The ass is astronomical, your breasts are so phenomenal, your legs are the sense. The ass is astronomical. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh Why did you do this to me? Cause I wanna love you for the rest of my life, ready? <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like he's trying to do like uh um uh uh big boy mm. like a fake big boy impersonation like with yeah. his little cadence but his breath control is terrible he's like running out of breath in the middle of the phrase. It sounds like he's trying so hard to be sexy that he can't breathe. <laughs> right. Like it's not like this ain't his natural voice. Oh, uh, the love is suffering him, suffocating him. Girl, you're so beautiful. You're your title to a whole lot of I just need to get wit with you. You're looking so good with your eyes, and you're looking. I'm not good. mad at the beat. No, nah, Jimmy Green on the track, ho. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> with mad the pretty loops. Yeah, I love that jazzy little. <laughs> that joint good. <laughs> the hook needs some work. I don't know what key they're singing in. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow. And I feel like the hook is him, by the way, because he's also because like it sounds like him making a different voice. It's, I want to love you for the rest of my life. I want to love you for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah, I want to love you. I want to love you for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nigga, that's both you. Both of them is you. Like, you don't, did, he probably ah. recorded them both in the same take. Like, he was like, I want to love you for the rest of my life. <laughs> I want to love you. Like, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not a backing vocal. That's just him. <laughs> that's just him singing at the same time. <laughs> He's like, I, I ain't made it to that part of Fruity Loops yet. I'm just, right. I, I, I ain't got, I ain't buy that much studio time. Get my audacity up, and then I'm gonna be with you, Rachel. I just like that they not together no more. So this was a lie, right? <laughs> he was like, I love my white wife, but uh, this black woman, I don't know about that. The sweetest for JJ, more cosmic than the sweetest <laughs> Sir. Not the sweetest for JJ. Not the sweet, the sweetest for JJ. I'm sorry, I didn't think straight men over the age of twelve said for JJ. For JJ, yo, I see why they ain't make it. <laughs> the sweetest for JJ, girl, you got the sweetest for JJ. I really hope that's the title of your show today, dog. I wrote it down just now. <laughs> sweetest for JJ. <laughs> Who does that, girl? I want some of that sweet for JJ. Ugh. Ew. Are you ready for the rest of your life? I'll be so honored when you become my wife. Baby, don't you see it's true? I'm so incredibly in love with you. I never want <laughs> to make you sad, baby. It makes me so mad that it had to turn out that way. Only want to bring you happiness and love. That's my sole intent at the start of each Oh, this little jazzy breakdown good, though. And every day, so let's remember December the first. Always, you quench the thirst of happiness well since the birth of my days. Loving you is not the quest of my life. I'm gonna be your loving husband, you will be my wonderful wife. Soon the sadness will only be reflected in the real view. Miles behind the road in front will be a clear view. I know it seems impossible sometimes, and hard to figure through the rigor of your recent hard times. I try to show you through the beauty of continuous rhyme. The light's so bright, so much might, it's so right every night, and I won't ever stop giving my all to the 
last drop of cheese leaving me then i'll return to the galaxy with endless gratitude for you Shane. first of all i got a little offbeat there he did get a bit offbeat <laughs> and that is no longer a hot 16 that's like a hot 35 at this point ah! yeah man like you gotta come old 50 yeah song structure matters man like that chorus was supposed to come back a long time ago man you just rapping right over it life with me baby don't you see it's true i'm so incredibly in love with you so incredibly in love with you written in the stars somewhere between okay that's all i can take all right i'm sorry i didn't know it'd be another verse <laughs> you didn't know it'd be another hot one I, tra- no, <laughs> I, I kept looking at that second clock ticking like really it's another two minutes of this like a hot 100 yeah um so yeah man she um it like she is a hot mess man um and i'm like who who styled her hair in that picture I, I, I don't whoever did her box braids was like oh you well, oh you know what she did she does her own hair she uh, see that was how she infiltrated the community because i was like who is the black woman right. that's been doing her hair this whole and, time yeah keeping her secret because i was like it's gotta they, be people that's in on it you know when i hear about a scandal like this i immediately start thinking about how you don't get exposed and the two people i came up with was whoever does your hair yes and we come to find out she does she learned how to do hair black hair herself she was even advertising that she would do it for other people that's how good she got Uh oh and Mm -hmm. and that makes sense because uh but i first about hey uh this ain't no black hair like you know okay how light-skinned you are we just have a certain texture to our hair where you like no no they would have known the secret so she has to do her hair herself the second thing i thought of who is that hating ass woman at the NAACP that been on this shit the whole time and nobody would listen. And nobody would listen. Right. It's always one. It's always somebody at work that's I just bet like, you Janet, Janet been saying it every day. They were like, I told y'all she ain't black. Yeah, she's right. Well, how, how y'all gonna vote her to, to, to secretary? How y'all gonna vote her to vice president? How y'all, she been mad for the past right. three years. Somebody lost the election. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And Janet sitting up there like, this bitch. She is so fucking pressed. You know Janet is dancing on him now. I bet she walked in the office dancing. Y'all read this shit? Told you she, she was black. Janet, I mean white. Janet's still mad. Because she, <laughs> wa- she walked in there and it was like, I told you something was up with that bitch. And then everybody went, yeah, Janet, but does race really matter? And then she went, ain't this a motherfucker? Right. That's <laughs> the whole point of why we do what we do. What the fuck? It doesn't matter to us. Okay. Uh, she gave a speech about uh, natural hair. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yep. Um, yeah. Here, uh, I'd like to read a poem just to give you a taste of the book, uh, Hair Raising. This poem is written by Willie Coleman, and it kind of sums up this presentation. You can learn a whole lot of stuff sitting in them beauty shop chairs. Used to be... You could meet a whole lot of other women sitting there along with hair crying, spit flying, and babies crying. Used to be you could learn a whole lot about how to catch up with yourself and some other folks in your household. Lots more got taken care of than hair, 
Because in our mutual obvious dislike for nappiness, we came together under the hot comb to share and share and share. But now we walk, heads high, naps full of pride, with not a backward glance at some of the beauty which used to be, because with the natural, there is no natural place for us to congregate to mull over our mutual discontent. Beauty shops could have been a hell of a place to ferment a revolution. Um, when it comes to hair, hair is, for black women, much more than just an aesthetic, much more than just um, an accoutrement or an appearance or a style. And so I'm going to go through a short synopsis before our beautiful models walk, and then I will actually walk them down the aisle um, according to where they fit on this timeline of black hair. No. So hair history and privilege. Um, during chattel slavery, during the transatlantic slave trade, hairstyles were banned. So anyone who has an African-American lineage has a history of banned black hairstyles. Um, we're going to go before the oppression, but first we kind of need to look at um, what happened to our hairstyles here in America. <clears throat> So during chattel slavery, there was um, a process of biological subjugation that included an elevation of white beauty, that included um, colorism as well as um, what would be considered kind of hairism or texturism. And so we had the brown paper bag test where your skin was as light as a brown paper bag during the Reconstruction era, you would be able to pass for entry into certain jobs, certain schools. Stop talking about the fucking paper bag test. Mm -hmm. She also said that um, she ends this uh, speech by saying that beauty shots would have been a hell of a place to ferment the revolution. So, um, mm, I have a question. She uh, she gave a spoken, basically a spoken word on black hair instead of talking about. Actually, did give a spoken word. Right. She read no, she read a poem. Okay, but it was a it wasn't a poem she wrote. But it's just the fact that if you had black hair and your hair was actually black, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel the, like not trying to find. It's like I didn't just didn't feel the authenticity. And I have a question. Um, so she does it on hair. Does she have to add oil to her hair? I don't know how she does. she have it. to grease her scalp? Yeah, I don't know how to. Well, she talked about being under the hot comb together. Well, she ain't like, had no fucking hot comb. Fucking hot comb. No. And y'all feel like in her bathroom, she leaves out fake black beauty supplies on purpose? Yeah. Oh, girl, my bathroom is a mess. Just move that shea butter oil. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that pink oil moisturizer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, girl, be careful about that hot comb over there. I was just using that. You see that job, Blue Magic Girl? Ignore that. And you open up her cabinet, it's got a bunch of different shit. Oh, go ahead, Reggie. She said, my curl activator, I left my coconut oil. Just move that to the side. Yeah, girl. That's, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, no, she washed What do you mean who perk plus is that? that I don't right. know who that is. No, she washed her hair with that suave. Come mm -hmm. on. Oh. Who suave yeah. is just under the sink? Right. Girl, that was that when I got here. You got that beat ass so soon. Think nobody don't know what that is. Come on, girl. By the way, and this is what I mean by erasing and being disrespectful to black women. A black woman should have been giving a speech. Right. Yep. Somebody didn't get that job. Somebody didn't get that money. Somebody didn't get that opportunity. Um, because she is getting paid to give speeches that talk about her experience as a black woman. 
right and it's inauthentic and it's a lie and don't say that it doesn't race doesn't matter it apparently does matter she's selling her race a black ass lie yeah she's selling yeah. the black experience to people as part of how she you know as her part of her um resume so you can't just take it away she told her brother uh not to blow her cover according to him uh i believe that yeah yeah uh i mean once she told a lot that he was her son i mean he's in on it right she just told me over here in spokane i'm going to be considered black and i have a black father don't blow my cover as we're told bless feet um in Ezra's words Rachel did not offer any logical explanation for her transition Ezra also told BuzzFeed that while Rachel gradually changed her outward appearance he first noticed things in her hair about six years ago she suddenly chose to identify as black Ezra came across as a dismissive of his sister discrediting her narrative that she grew up in South Africa Ezra said that only he and his other adopted siblings lived in South Africa with their parents she's never been to Africa in her entire life Ezra said I believe that she also doesn't believe that she's been dying she he he also doesn't believe that she's been diagnosed with cervical cancer and believes that she actually wrote the hate mail that her family received she, oh, absolutely she did come on she made herself into a martyr on purpose for people to feel sorry for her and to help her said Ezra the whole interview is worth reading Ezra gave a look inside of their family life explain how Rachel came to legally adopt their other black adopted brother Isaiah who she now refers to as her birth son yeah um so oh, dreadful yeah I just can't imagine me you like we get you in the car we driving somewhere and I'm like oh by the way Reggie when I get here I'm white so don't right just be like uh okay whatever you say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't fuck this up for me okay i'm right and you my you my son like how much co-signing do you have to do to like get your brother to be like oh isn't 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 the fact that you need to be the center of attention the whitest thing ever the whitest thing ever like you couldn't just be regular blending black like that's the thing some people were like well black people were passing in the south back in the day it's like one for survival motherfucker but then two it's not like white black people were passing as white and then it was like i want to be president oh, of the fuck? united states mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i want to run the golf club like black people was just like i would like to just not be burned at the state tomorrow yeah I, it would be uh, great if no one burned a cross in my yard tonight that would be awesome we had very low expectations very low um uh black adopted brother also said that uh she's self-hating and says her her performance is basically blackface yeah he says she puts dark makeup on her face and says she's black uh it's basically blackface so he's <laughs> no eyes it's like what psychologists call self-hating she had no reason uh where why'd that move okay she had no reason to not like herself being white she was an awesome artist she could have accomplished everything she did if she stayed exactly the same that's like my friend in middle school who was black who like processed his hair and like cut it so he could spike his hair like all the white kids yeah yeah it's very yeah hi baby like don't it's okay to be you it's okay Rachel not only asked him to refer to herself as her blood brother, but she called their adopted brother Isaiah her biological son after gaining legal custody of him in 2010. 
Oh my God. Controversy around Rachel exploded when her parents revealed what she was doing. Uh, she made herself into a martyr on purpose for people to feel sorry for her. Yep. I'm trying to see if there's any more articles on her because, I mean, there's so many trying to make sure they don't, uh, uh, oh, some trolling ass motherfucker started a hashtag wrong skin campaign. No. Yeah, he's a white dude who says he was born in the wrong skin. My name is Godfrey. I'm in the wrong skin. You may not have heard of that, but it means I was born to white parents that have white skin, but I identify as being black. It's not a joke. It's not okay to mock us. It's not easy to live like this. Our struggle is your struggle. I'm over everybody. Yeah. I'm like, really? We doing yeah, this? Yeah, but, but, but it's never accepted the other way, though. Ever! Yeah, yeah. I'm over everybody. Ever. You let some black, some black dark chocolate person talking about I am white. White people will burn the whole fucking place down telling you you're not white. But when you try to come in our culture and take everything about us, uh, dismissing the fact that, uh, because you're not black, you really haven't had the true black experience of, of the struggles and civil rights and all the shit that goes along with really being black in America. Yeah, it's, it's racial tourism. <clears throat> it is. That is. <clears throat> Best, that is the best explanation of Iran. I yeah. like that. That that's why people are offended. People keep going. I don't know why people are mad because it's racial tourism. You can opt out of this shit at any moment. You can visit. Yeah, anytime you don't like one, you don't have to get an authentic black experience, right? I can't just decide today. I'm not going to darken my skin or put in my weave and go outside my house and not have to deal with this bullshit. You can, you know, this Godfrey guy who's like, yeah. I, you know the struggles of being uh uh in the hashtag wrong skin like yeah dog you get to get all the privileges of being a white male and then make jokes about this shit right and i don't give a fuck i think he is joking i think he is trolling uh he's joking i hope he's trolling yeah uh on webs on the but apparently it says uh, on the website says godfrey Wait, on the show, he said he described the films both anti-women, anti-gay, said Darth Vader was a black man and a really bad racial stereotype. One website says Godfrey regularly fools observers with his parody Twitter account and off the deep end social justice warrior persona that tweets bizarrely hilarious about racism, sexism, misogyny, and other favorite topics of the political left. Yeah, so he's just trolling. Okay, praise the Lord. Yeah, but people was treating it like it was serious. Um, let's see she has a history of reinventing reality i think we kind of talked about that um <clears throat> she considers herself black not african-american her brother compared to blackface i already talked about that um did the interview one. Oh, carrie hilson suggests that people thank uh, rachel no, though no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she suggested that people need I, to that's a singer ain't it yep carrie hilson she suggested that people need to thank her thank rachel dolezal for what um she said let's just all thank hashtag rachel dolezal identity pathological and parental issues aside aside she's just doing more she's doing more than most of us do for ourselves it is really weird though she took it pretty far with slave whips and whatnot levels deep hashtag rachel dolezal you know she said that after people got in her ass though to be like it's, it is kind of weird mm-hmm Carrie, yeah, up, baby. Mhm. Yep. It's really weird, though. Mhm. Carrie Hilson, man. You know she's 
she should um she should not talk i'm just saying i i don't want to do it but like if someone would knock you down i'd be okay with that sometimes love comes around and Mm -hmm. it just knocks you down i mean she's uh she's like she's a pretty girl rock because yeah that is uh that's that's not not cool and also (laughs) i really just wish rachel would tell him the truth everybody has a breaking a breaking point (laughs) right um those are her only four songs right i don't have anything else (laughs) i was looking at this spotify list like i don't even know the rest of these songs oh i did mine from the dome oh yeah yeah i I, I, I had to go to the list on her because i'm gonna say y'all know not to ask me Nah, i know i ain't no carrie hilson fan i mean she looked good though she's very pretty but um yeah man uh that's i think that's pretty much all as of right now i don't know if we left anything out chat room y'all feel free to let us know but i think we kind of covered every aspect of all the shit she did um right and 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 for me before we move on i i think my the biggest oh, is, I, I, I still had a couple things more but go ahead Karen. okay no no go ahead i'll wait till you get to the end you sure yes sarah palin got her back kind of she uh, wrote on facebook about her uh she says okay i'm sorry i shouldn't laugh this hard uh she wrote friday night on her facebook page i know this isn't a victimless crime what this white chick perpetuated but it's most crystal clear picture of so many screwed things screwed up things we've let society adapt as a norm adopt as a norm uh after noting our original civil rights freedom fighters are rolling in their graves over the backward steps we've taken lately she writes it's politically incorrect to call out elizabeth warren for falsely claiming she's American Indian or dinging Obama for just making up his former multi-ethnic girlfriend. And I guarantee I'll be branded a racist for laughing at this Rachel Dolezal story, whatever. She called Dolezal an unsatisfied lily white leftist who thought the only thing less politically correct than being a white woman is being a white guy today. Can't help but preemptively amuse, be preemptively amused as I post this and invite Dolezal's defenders, Raft, to aim and miss at we who won't put up with political correctness destroying truth in America, she wrote. Uh, she shifted halfway through, went on to brag about graduating from University of Idaho debt-free and rooted Go Vandals. Um, yeah, I, Sarah Palin. She almost was vice president, y'all. Uh, right. She was most away from being president yeah um and i think that's it oh well someone wrote how scientists explain rachel does out not even reading it that's just a troll ass title no no yeah no. i don't need your explanations karen what were you gonna say no and and i think for me and this is i might be wrong but this is my opinion about it uh the whole thing with her i think and now you may have touched up on it roger was for a way of a lot of people who have issues with black women to just bring it all to the forefront with all these pointless arguments and debates and for a lot of people the argument wasn't even about her it was you attacking black women and i have a big issue with that black and, women, yeah and transphobia right and black uh, that's really what i saw a lot of how can we use her to bash black women and right. then how can we use her to say that i actually don't believe in transgender that was it um all right let's uh i'm not gonna do ball alert today because we are going rather long uh and uh reggie did you want to play some guess the race man uh totally up to y'all know what your time's like uh, say that again obviously all right well let's do it yeah. now that it's time for some guess the race 
that's right it's guest the race time now that is time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all around the globe and we ask our contestant today reggie from what's the t to guess the race and the chat room plays along and they are racist yes they are all right here's our first one georgia sweet georgia a mother was arrested for locking her son 13 out of the house overnight well goddamn augusta georgia a georgia woman is accused of locking her 13 year old son out the house overnight as punishment for missing his curfew leaving him to sleep on the concrete patio in the backyard oh hey man it's not like she was doing it for the internet <laughs> shit ain't that the truth antonio Folsom, antonia Folsom, was arrested may 26 on the charge of deprivation of a minor according to an incident report for the richmond county sheriff's office Folsom didn't immediately return a phone message left Wednesday. Uh, Folsom's son told a sheriff deputy that he had returned home after his 9 p.m. curfew the night before and found the doors locked. His mother came to the door and told him she was tired of him coming home late and that she should find, that he should find somewhere else to go. <clears throat> the teen's 15 year old brother gave him a pillow and a blanket without their mother's permission. The teen said he continued to knock on the door but got no response and had to sleep on the backyard patio. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the the other teen had sympathy and gave him the uh the gave him the pillow and the blanket. Like, yeah, I ain't gonna be out here with you. He right. had to sleep out there the night before, so he knows what it was like. Right. He's like, Hey man, uh sleep behind the barn. It's not I mean behind the shed, it's not that bad. Sleep on the head, you might itch, but it'll be softer. Right. Uh, according to the cbs affiliate wrdw uh the incident report also says the older brother told deputies his sibling was having trouble breathing and that antonio Folsom replied now you know how i feel and did not allow him in oh. Folsom left for work <laughs> that's such oh my god that is such a, a funny thing to well now you know how i feel like what they got to do with, <laughs> what they got to do with me you couldn't breathe because i came home late <laughs> What? I'm about to die. Folsom left for work the next morning and told her older son not to let his brother in. Damn, that's petty. The deputy spoke to Folsom that day when she returned home around 3.15 p.m. and says Folsom claimed her son didn't return home by curfew and that she didn't know where he was. Police said Folsom also claimed she hadn't spoken to her son but did see him walk around the yard the night before. Yes! In a written statement, she said she saw her son kick a trash can around 11 p.m. that night before and told him to come inside, but he ignored her and left. Stick to that lie. Folsom was arrested and booked in the county jail. She was released May 28th after posting a $1,300 bond. Folsom's children are now with their grandmother. Guess the race of Antonia Folsom. Antonia Folsom is Rachel Dozel Black. <laughs> All right, let me... Uh, let me check the uh chat room see what they believe uh and actually let me look up her picture because it won't let me use this picture to link it to so let me do that real quick all right cool um jupiter junebug <laughs> blacker than street lights says curfew <laughs> you grown enough to stay out past this poach light you grown enough to stay outside middle name is gene or may black 
my mom made me sleep in the garage in the cot for the same thing a real black mom not rachel dohazal uh i told you to come in when the street lights come on black she trash talked him through this punishment black porch monkey padawan sound like something my mom would so black antonio fargas black blacker than the line out inside of a bojangles black 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 and not mild at all black and not mild at all and black the correct answer is she was black and let me see if i can put her picture in the chat real quick um because she look like like you ever see someone's face in one of these stories and you'd be like that's actually the victim's fault for coming home late that that's what that's how she looked oh like you you knew you had the kind of mama that was gonna make your black ass stay out yeah yeah the look in her eyes yeah oh shit i almost forgot uh well actually i'll wait for the bonus round uh let's do another one um uh here's one that sounds like some final destination shit uh never go to waffle house people i don't know how many times i have to tell you guys this shit on the show but apparently not everybody's listening to the show because a man is dead because he couldn't keep his ass out of the waffle house Oh, no. And his dog did, no. too. Welcome to 12 News again tonight. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kevin Steele. And I'm Jackie Simeon. A Port Arthur man took his last breath inside the car he had longed for for so many years. 72-year-old James Rogers and his dog, Leah, got trapped inside Rogers' 2007 Corvette Monday afternoon. And police believe heat exhaustion eventually killed the two. 12 News anchor Angel San Juan joins us with the concerns being raised over this deadly freak accident. Angel. Earlier today, I spoke to Mike Flash, owner of Corvette Specialties here in Beaumont. He told me that the 2007 Corvette has a manual release located on the floorboard by the driver's seat. But James Rogers did not know that. And as you'll see, many others don't either. James Rogers can be seen in this photo with his three children. His oldest daughter, Trisha Hernandez, on the left, says her dad's dream car was his 2007 Corvette. And she says it's heartbreaking that that car ended up taking his life outside this Waffle House, where Rogers was a regular. The employees there called another regular, MJ Ponsegrau, to get Rogers and his dog Leia out of the car, where they were trapped. And I went back to the vehicle, and as soon as I saw it, I knew I wasn't getting into it. I tried, but didn't make it, and I told fire department take the glass. Ponsegrau says firefighters had to break the window to get in. You see, the Corvette is all electrical. Police say somehow the battery cable got loose, shutting off the car's power. Rogers could not get out, and rescue crews had trouble getting in. There is a way to get into them, but it's not common knowledge. A Corvette expert told us there's a manual release inside, but Rogers' family said he didn't know about it. Ponsegrau runs AutoAid, a company aimed at helping drivers in need. And he says there are many people who are not aware of this feature, including locksmiths and first responders. I realize there's a whole bunch of people that reported into your website and everything else. They're all the, the armchair geniuses. Well, they got a button here. Or I could have gotten in there with a Slim Jim. No, you couldn't. Trisha Hernandez says police believe her dad made a valiant effort to escape and possibly passed away as he was looking through the manual. 
He could not call for help because he had left his phone inside the Waffle House. And when I pulled up on this scene, I looked at the, the gentleman behind the wheel and I knew he was gone. As strange as this accident seems, 12 News has learned it's not isolated. We spoke to a Groves man named Isabel Moreno. He told us he owned a 2006 Corvette, and one day he got entrapped, trapped inside of it in his garage when the battery went out. Fortunately, he says in his case, after a while, the battery started recharging itself enough to be able to roll the window down, and he was eventually able to get out safely. Angel San Juan, 12 News. That's a fucking death trap. How the hell? Is death you? trap. Right. <clears throat> Guess the race of James Rogers, 72. No black man is leaving his cell phone anywhere white. <laughs> All right. Let's check the chat room. One who wears matching pants, shirts, outfits with sandals to keep his valuables in a Crown Royal bag. Aww. Only a man who smokes Paul Malls would put a dog in his dream car on a trip to Waffle House white electric corvette leaving the phone aside waffle house white retiree who wasn't up on that tech okay white white pretty sure he's the subject of a bluegrass country song white <laughs> dog is the man's best friend white love <laughs> died in a fifty thousand dollar car white a white man who never saw a bait car episode enough to know to break that window rachel put the hit on her daddy for snitching white Oh my god. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Die with the Newport hanging off his lips black. Okay. Business in the front of the par- front party in the back, Waffle House eating dog kissing white man. White, <laughs> black are the only choices. That's racist. Well, you can make another guess, stupid. Uh, white cause a black man ain't letting the dog inside of his dream car. Okay. The, the correct answer is Reggie got it right. He was white. <laughs> now many of you did uh somehow find a way to miss that one that dude died on some final god he is totally like letting that dog tongue him the fuck down yeah he's very white he's very very white by the way um that um is some final destination shit that is some fucking final like if i can't get out of my car no like that is some shit where like inside the car as you're driving to waffle house they show the battery getting looser in in the movie and they also show like the brake line is almost cut and then like they show you playing on your phone and you almost get head on collision but you don't and then you go to waffle house and eat and like they show a bunch of daily shit in there and then this is when you get in the car and the battery gets loose and that's how you die right. that's how you fucking die and the, and the worst part about it is that that locksmith dude was telling the truth because he was like yeah it's easy for y'all to say this but he was like i'm the man who jim is for a living and if i can't get in there and if you know the the uh, uh 911 people don't know this is not common knowledge well i will say this though it's a pretty hot car uh yeah mm-hmm. uh let's go i don't the, want one let's go to the bonus round <laughs> <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and a bonus round against the race. So far, Reggie is two for two. Will he be able to make it two out of three? I mean, three for three. <laughs> we'll see. Also, this is brought to you. The second round is brought to you by Bevel. That's right, guys. 
uh your dad is tired of socks draws and ties <laughs> you get him the same shit every year every year some stinking ass cologne that you know he don't even wear Mm-mm. probably some probably the the, the 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 it's probably musk you know something like that old spice yeah he's sick of old spice no matter how hip those commercials are it still smells the same yes it does and it's time for you to step your appreciation of the man who birthed you as a white woman it's time for you to show appreciation you've been denying him all these years telling everybody that you black well you didn't get to the head of the naacp without being able to respect your black people and black family and fake black father by getting them some clear smoother skin who doesn't want that uh there's a shaving system designed for men with coarse curly hair uh not weave actual hair that's theirs that grows out of their face uh it's created by a black man not a black man pretending not a white man pretending to be black i've seen pictures he's really black to a black man mm-hmm. uh they have a starter kit comes with safety razors shaving brushes blades primer oil shaving cream and cool storm bomb you have to buy the, the spray tan yourself uh get bevel.com today is where you want to go get bevel.com Put in code TBGWT, get 20% off of your first month. Get bevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Show your dad some appreciation. You got a week. Show him some love. Show your love. Show some love. Hug my neck. Uh, all right. Let's see. Um, what else we got here? Uh, how about this one? Uh, woman faces bribery charge for lick offer uh, a louisiana woman is facing public bribery charge after allegedly making an indecent proposal to the cop who arrested her for pummeling her live-in boyfriend diane thomas 52 Uh-oh. was busted earlier this month for punching her bow in the face multiple times and scratching him with her fingernails during a confrontation in the couple's monroe home when thomas was read her miranda rights by the monroe police uh department officer she stated that her boyfriend was a bitch (laughs) adding that he got in her face so she beat his ass (laughs) according to may 16 probable cause after thomas was handcuffed she told corporal chris ballard that she could not go to jail since she has a good job oh god at that point thomas allegedly made ballard an offer he would refuse if you won't take me to jail i will get on my knees right now she reported i will even lick your butthole oh (laughs) not where i thought that was going oh no i didn't see it going there at all (laughs) you had to get some of that chocolate pudding didn't you i'll even lick your butthole I thought uh, you'd lick your balls, lick your penis. Well, I didn't see that one coming. Well, see, I feel like if you like licking the butthole is the big joker of blowjobs, because that means you you will be doing the other things. You're definitely gonna be sucking balls if you'll lick butthole. Right. You know what I mean? Like she, like all the steps lead to licking butthole. I assume because oh. that, like that, like that's the top <laughs> of the pyramid that nobody ever gets there. You know uh already facing a misdemeanor domestic abuse charge thomas was then hit with felony public bribery count for allegedly offering to lick corporate ballard 
uh man you know what though that's fucked up that he charged her with bribery for that i just would have been flattered and be like no ma'am um you can't do that but i uh, guess the race oh god uh she said she had a good job, so I'm guessing an Olivia Pope Vineyard wine uh, member. <laughs> <Black>. <laughs> All right. She don't mind motorboating the butt uh, black. The race that ah. Rachel Dolezal has inside her from time to time. Oh. Uh, uh, the giveaway is that she said she had a good job. She what she what Rachel D wanted to be black. <laughs> fuck your couch. Fuck this Miranda and her rights black black member of black twitter a good job is hard to find officer so you better take this offer of black <laughs> <laughs> black plan b was asking him out on a 200 date black <laughs> kimi oil user uh whiter than dusty rose in a white suit walking through the pearly gates eat the groceries crackhead black the correct answer <laughs> is she was a black woman <laughs> Some of y'all missed it though. <laughs> Somebody said fish grease some- in the coffee can black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they actually, you know, a lot of people don't know, but that Rachel Dolezal story, it actually got that it start when she brought um pumpkin pie to the to the Oh, see, we all they should have known. To the potluck. Oh, talking about this. I know she ain't said sweet potato pie, did she? She brought pumpkin pie, and then that's what started all the suspicion that Black Janet. The the wrong brand of potato salad. Dog, don't you just. I feel like there's a. For people that have watched Dexter, there's a black equivalent of Dokes at her NAACP (laughs) who've been on her ass. Like, you know, uh, did you get that from Old Navy? She's like, what? These Birkenstocks? No uh uh you creepy motherfucker i know something's up with you <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody was and you know and it's nothing worse than for black people who love sweet potato pie and got their mouth tuned up and bite that bitch in this pumpkin you'll fuck around at the whole dessert table to be turned over you want nobody know what happened i know that's how it started right they'll be like well damn you ain't had to turn over all the cakes they was like who who bought this bullshit in here yeah who is gas pumpkin pie here somebody took a sip of is this flavor aid right uh who bought this <laughs> somebody sipped this and go, is this unsweet instant tea no a motherfucker didn't right. and next thing you know somebody got cut oh they was like they looked at that potato salad going why is the potato salad white <laughs> okay why is it white why why did nobody put no mustard in this who bought mustard in the potato salad who brought the craft mac and cheese Right. uh can i talk to can i talk to you for a second <laughs> oh man all right it's on the mixtape for the cookout <laughs> you know you know somebody was like you know how i play spade spades oh you got to go <coughs> right pitty pat talk my books you fucking cut my books right <laughs> oh man i feel i feel like you know what's the, the shame of this if she would have just not been lying she gotta be one of the top five coolest white people in the country ever like if she just wasn't lying and was like i'm white and then did everything else the same 
Like she's just been Joe Biden. Like yeah, we would have been like, oh, Rachel, throw us out, man. Man, you better not talk about Rachel. She cool as fuck. Okay. Like everybody would have had her back on some. Like she would have been the un- like Tim Wise wouldn't have nothing. Rachel is <laughs> the fucking homie, dog. Right, right. I bet you somebody bitten that chicken going. Is this a motherfucking shake and bake? What the right. fuck is happening here? <laughs> she could have kept her fucking hair the same and everything. everything. Right. And Wouldn't nobody care. They would be standing for her. She fucked up so bad. Did somebody buy the mild chicken strips from Popeye's? <laughs> <laughs> right. Then we almost have it all. Uh, you yes. were so close. Yes, almost. So close. Uh, anyway, last segment. Let's talk about this sore ratchetness. Oh, golly. Ah. <laughs> Die, motherfucker! <laughs> you know what? I bet somebody look go, who the fuck bought green bean casserole up in this bitch? <laughs> Stuffing? <laughs> right right where's the dressing are there walnuts in this <laughs> <laughs> they're looking like rolls why the fuck ain't nobody got no real cornbread up in this bitch raisin and banana pudding <laughs> who did this <laughs> right oh man she probably died so many bullets over the years man oh. how many jokes did she have to laugh at that she didn't know what the fuck people was talking about Right. <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what the fuck is that? Somebody, somebody looking at somebody. Bye, Felicia. And she going, who the, who the fuck is this Felicia? This Felicia, Felicia here? No, uh, she's looking around going, this, I don't know, no Felicia. <laughs> yeah, bye, Felicia. Oh, I love Felicia Rashad, too. How many times <laughs> like fake lip sync to that the nighttime is the right time to be with the ones you love oh nigga <laughs> how many times did like before i let go come on and she had to be like oh this is my jam <laughs> oh like do you think she ever had to avoid dancing yes you know to let your slack come on she was like no nah, i got a cramp i got a cramp right. y'all see this is why we don't teach y'all how to duggy white people yeah this is why because we all y'all learn how to duggy you lose your motherfucking mind next thing you know you leading the naacp have some kind of fail safe in place <laughs> yeah we, we gotta teach y'all like half the duggy or some shit right uh anyway a man uh a sore wielding man faces assault charges a jackson man was arraigned tuesday on two counts of aggravated assault michael daniel webb is accused of assaulting his girlfriend on two separate occasions according to court documents webb is accused of choking and striking his girlfriend with a closed fist on both occasions oh my god oh the the old chris brown uh on one occasion webb is accused of wielding a sword and threatening to kill her oh also in unrelated news he is a black man yeah i mean that closed fist kind of gave it away yeah yeah i I saw i looked at his picture i was like really uh but what can you do the heart wants what the heart wants am i right uh and lastly damn it he looks disgruntled (laughs) he he got one of them i did it faces Ooh, and them ears. Yeah, he look like a vampire or something. A troll. Blade. Uh, he like an anime drawing. Right! Uh, a man got 10 years for assault on his son with a homemade sword. How the fuck you make it at home? A man found guilty of assaulting his son with a homemade sword was sentenced Thursday to 10 years in prison. I have so many questions. How you got that much metal? What is it made out of 10 cans? I'm confused. Zillin's Winter Falcon 
faced up to 16 years in the department of corrections wait is that someone's name zillins winter falcon is his name you shouldn't have a game of thrones character Z- <laughs> it does sound like a game of thrones right zillins winter falcon mm-hmm. right from yeah. the falcon clan <laughs> z-i-l-l-a-n-z winter falcon uh district judge say that again to high school with ramses yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did he's, that's he's, his cousin yeah he's like me and ramsey used to rape all the time all the time flay <laughs> that's what we used to do bobby flay that's how he got his name from us don't no zillins you watch we used to fuck that red priestess on saturdays right <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh district judge patrick murphy said during sentencing that falcon never once violated bond conditions but is a danger to the community Murphy said Falcon injured his son with a sword and committed manslaughter more than a decade ago. He may assault someone in the street if he wasn't sober. Oh God. The jury, yeah. The jury said that Falcon, aka James Henry Culver, was guilty. Oh, I don't trust anybody that changes their name after they do a crime. Sorry. You crazy. You definitely, that's a sign. I knew that wasn't his real name. Anyway, was guilty of second degree assault, menacing, and third degree trespassing. He was not guilty on the tip to second degree murder. During closing the arguments of the trial, uh, Deputy District Attorney Stacey Turner said she wrote down 45 parts of Falcon's termina- ter- testimony that didn't make sense to her. She said one of the illogical portions was Falcon telling the jury he was terrified of his son. Falcon confronted his son with a sword when he knew his son owned a gun, she said. And Falcon oh. stayed on his son's property for an extended amount of time after the assault. If Falcon was truly scared of James Howard Cover, uh, he wouldn't have done this. Mr. Falcon's not a credible individual, she said. She said knowingly trespassing on his son's property and menacing him, uh, uh, his, his actions with the sword could have taken Cover's life. Falcon's attorney, Riley Selleck, told the jury to stay open-minded while reaching a verdict. <laughs> Uh, oh really that's all he had was like hey man shit just you know keep an open mind all right man you know hey hey i mean think about it right like don't make a decision before you hear all the evidence dog right would you like to would you like to give a closing statement uh yeah uh ladies and gentlemen of the jury i would just like to say hey right hey man (laughs) sometimes you don't fucking know dude uh i just like to say shit (laughs) <laughs> you know and i'm just gonna wrap it up right there man so uh we'll talk to y'all <laughs> uh it's a strange case that there's more than meets the eye he said oh. he would argue until he is blue in the face that falcon never wanted to hurt his son but when his sword struck cover it was accidental <laughs> okay uh he said falcon suspicions that his son set was sexually assaulting his girlfriend weren't baseless so oh so he did it because he thought his son raped his girlfriend. Now, if that's the case, I feel like I'm more sympathetic to his cause. But he also changed his name to Zillin's Winter Falcon, which makes me think he might be making all that up too. Selleck said Falcon's girlfriend, who was the person who told him she was raped, she woke up in a different location when she and Falcon were staying at the night at Culver's house, and she was bleeding after that night. According to a press release issued by the sheriff's office um <clears throat> culver assaulted his son with a four to five foot sword the arrest warrant was issued january 20th um and he was arrested at his mother's residence in colorado springs and transported to el paso county jail 
um well now i want to know did she accuse like what's up with his trial that motherfucker need to be going to jail too then uh-huh, everybody need to be going to jail everybody need to go jail except her uh anyway <clears throat> that's the internet for sore ratchetness uh before we leave i like to leave y'all with with this clip um speaking of that did your dad ever make it to spokane in january for the ribbon cutting um n- no actually he has um un- unfortunately has bone cancer and was not able to get cleared for surgery and and so yeah that sounds like a terrible <laughs> break for you i'm sure that he would he would have been very proud of you is that your dad yeah that's that's my dad this man right here is your father right there you have a question about that yes ma'am okay. i was wondering if uh <laughs> if your dad really is an african-american man that's a very i mean i don't i don't know what you're implying are you african-american i don't i don't understand the question of i did tell you that yes that's my dad and you, he was unable to come in january are your parents I'm are not, they white i, I ref- all right Ah! Uh, oh god (laughs) thank you so much reggie for joining us man yes y'all this is so much fun no doubt man sorry ran long but that rachel dole's out shit need to be broken all the way down need to be rubbed and done all over the place (laughs) and make sure y'all check them out on what's the t and uh r to the edgy man on twitter make sure you check them out there as well him and nick jew yeah uh great show man we listen every week we don't Mm -hmm, miss it mm -mm. so um you know and obviously we love some nick jew yeah um who who, who doesn't right exactly what's wrong with you if you don't like nick jew that's their fault uh and obviously uh we'll be back tomorrow uh where our guest will be mel from the good and terrible show everybody really liked her when she came on earlier this year to review them thrones mm-hmm. she'll be reviewing them thrones with us tomorrow for the last episode of the season mm-hmm. uh and that episode got like a lot of attention a lot of like people talk yeah everybody loved it so i can't wait <clears throat> i can't wait till tonight to watch it uh to watch them thrones and a review it with y'all tomorrow justin should be here as well um so uh that's it so until tomorrow i uh, love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.